Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Okay, this is the first. <laughs> this is the first time I forgot to pull my microphone over, so I had to mute myself during the opening theme and drag a bunch of stuff across my desk. And let's just hope that everything's hang on, let me just check my computer, make sure it's all plugged in. Okay, everything's good. <laughs> what a crazy time. First big announcement, uh, Chadwick Moore, the author of Tucker, is going to be on the show Thursday. And that is going to be fabulous because ultimately, of course, I hope to get on uh, with Tucker and talk about Action Radio and uh, and our legislation and, and have Tucker actually bill with me on the air. And so that's what I'm hoping to do. So we'll see about that. Um, Brianna Cannon, who's going to be on here in, in just a second, uh, sent me a, a bill like 20 seconds before her time. Or at least that's when I saw it. So we'll make sure to talk about that. But uh, that's, that's going to be interesting. But the, the big announcement is Chadwick Morris is going to be on Thursday. And so I want to find out why he wrote the book on Tucker. We're going to talk about his book. But we're also going to talk about a couple of other things, depending on how much time he has. That is going to be fabulous. But uh, the other thing um, – the hill they'll be interested in is, of course, uh, that Tucker's going to have uh, Trump on with him instead of having the um, instead of Trump going to the goober debate. I'm calling them the GOP uh, goobers. So goober is, is my interpretation or my my term now for anybody that's a, like a deep state globalist. I just call them goobers. It's easier. It's easy to understand, easy to remember. Um, and so that's a little, little shorthand. So if I say GOP goober, I'm talking about deep state globalist, uh, you know, totally captured, <laughs> soulless, you know, spineless jellyfish that are uh, doing the bidding of their masters and we don't need that so they, you know, they're holding a debate uh to get trump and trump's not going to be there <laughs> i think it's hysterical so what i want to do is talk to chad more on thursday um about having the uh um the next time that the, the the goobers are debating uh have not only uh tucker talk to trump but have tucker talk to trump and robert kennedy you know at the same time have them both there you know, you know, like a side by side, you know, kind of like a panel discussion, Tucker on one side and the other two. So it might look like a debate, but I just think these guys should just talk. Just, you know, put aside the, the, uh, the, 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 the gotcha, the political rhetoric, all the nasty stuff like that. And just have a chat. I mean, that's what I think would be fabulous. Um, anyway, so I'm not sure where Brianna is. You know, so we'll, uh, let me check to see if there's any like last minute messages. Kind of do that as I'm, as I'm doing the show here. You know, so I'll be working on a producer. So we'll have, uh, you know, a producer at some point where I'll be able to actually um, not do this stuff here on the air. It'll, it'll be done for me. So we're working on that. So let me just uh, tell you a couple more things that happening. Um, and it should be interesting. Uh, here's something interesting that a lot of folks don't know about just because um, you know, we don't talk about it as much, but uh, one of our listeners is Belarus. Now, Belarus just made news because they are on the State Department's you know, list of where Americans should get out of like now. And I'm curious. So I got to, I'm putting a, a shout out to Belarus to uh, either join us on live chat, which you can do by typing at the bottom of the page, you know, get yourself an account, uh, get a free account. And, and, you know, if you're actually from Belarus, you know, uh, say so on live chat, or if you want to call in on the Skype line, um, that'd be a good thing too. But you have to call in a day ahead of time and I have to approve it. And so, but I'd be really interested to hear from someone from Belarus and find out what's going on. You know, so that would be, that would be a, a huge help to the show here. Well, it might even break some news. You know, who knows? Um, Josie has friends in the Ukraine, so we'll see what's going on there. Uh, Tucker has uh, one of my favorite people, Colonel Doug McGregor, on. Uh, Colonel McGregor has been on the show a couple of times. 
Um, he's on for like an hour back at WBY, so it's been a while since he's been on. Um, but because uh, he's like big star now, <laughs> you know, Tucker has him on all the time. So Tucker gets all my guests. It's it's, it's weird, you know. I don't know how he does it. You know, he's, we get bigger audience, I guess. Anyway, so that's what's going on there. Um, but it should be interesting to to watch that and and see. But uh, things are happening. So you know, as we get bigger and we start developing worldwide sources and reporters everywhere, uh, it's going to be really a good time. Uh, to be able to to uh, just say, hey, anybody from Belarus want to call? And then have them actually just call in. That should be kind of fun. So I'm not sure what's going on, Brianna. But uh, like I say, I'll keep uh, check for messages. I'll, I'll send a message. Where are you? <laughs> and see what's, uh, you know, let's see. Where are you? Where are you? There we go. All right. <laughs> So we'll see if she calls in. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Well, I mean, I, I, I have stuff planned. I don't want to start an article or anything like that because, you know, I sort of have figured that uh, I didn't hear that she wouldn't be here. Let me see what else I've got for you. Those are two big things. Um, Armenia is back on our worldwide map, and that's nice. And they're right next to Turkey. And so that's always good to see when the countries come back on the map. Countries come and go. You know, it's kind of interesting. Some of the African countries have gone. Uganda, Ghana, uh, they're not listening. But I always I, I wonder how much impact we had on those countries anyway, whether it was like a curiosity um, or, or what's going on. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let me get into a, a bigger topic here for a second until uh, uh, Brianna gets here. And that is the uh, government COVID is coming back. We need a, like a really catchy name, you know, that uh, don't catch government COVID. I mean, it's really, I, I kind of like government COVID because that's what it is. It's not real COVID. Besides, the only people that are, that, uh, are going to catch the, the latest variant are those that have uh, had the, uh, the COVID shot. Because that's who gets uh, variants. Variants are created by people that have had the COVID shot. Because the COVID shot, you know, may, may, <laughs> I, I don't even think it does. But um, they say it gives you a slight amount of immunity to a particular uh, uh, variant. But what it does is, is it destroys the body's ability uh, to develop immunity to any other variant. <laughs> so it's kind of weird how that works. But, uh, yeah. So that's how the, that's how the variants are created in people that have had the, the COVID jab. And they're the other one spreading it. This is actually a pandemic of the vaccinated. You know, just to, and we always knew it would be, uh, just to counter, because natural immunity works. Natural immunity cures pretty much everything until something finally gets you, which eventually it does with all of us, you know, because we get old and die, you know. But in the meantime, you know, you got a pretty good immune system, then uh, just keep functioning, keep going, keep doing whatever you can do. And that's kind of how it works. And so um, I'm curious to see what's, uh, what's going to happen, because it's, it's time to steal the election, right? I mean, that's what, the, that's what this is all about. It, this is perfectly timed to coincide with the after Labor Day kickoff of the 2024 election. That's what's going on, okay? And so it's, uh, it's very strange, uh, but that's exactly you know, why they're doing it. Why else? And that, what was, was strange to me, though, is the fact that nobody else is saying it. So how come no one else is saying, hey, wait a minute, it's time to steal. This is about stealing the election. That should be the first thing out of every reporter's uh, mouth. This is about stealing the election, because that's what it is. You know, they did it last time with... Uh, you know, ballot harvesting and mail-in and fraud and everything else and extended counting and early voting and late voting, you know, and voting when they felt like it and, uh, you know, don't check the voter rolls and all that stuff and voter oppression, you know, all, all the tricks, right? It's an industry. Vote fraud is an industry of the, of the Dem- Democrat and the deep state. I mean, Republicans, I'm sure, you know, do it as well. But vote, voter fraud is an industry. And it's a growth industry, too. I mean, they actually, you know, I don't know where you go from stealing the presidency, but uh, it's definitely a growth industry. Oh, would that get me arrested? Okay, go ahead. Come get me. You know where to find me. I'm right here, Milton, Florida. Anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's uh, that is definitely the 
the big factor uh, right now is that it's they're bringing back all the COVID mandates and masks and, and uh, probably requirements for the shot and everything else for the sole purpose of stealing the election. That's what it's for. Because COVID's gone. COVID's been gone um, since uh, July 2020. Gee, Greg, how can you say that? Well, if you look on every single show that I do, there's a slide from the CDC that shows the death rate started in January. Uh, it peaked April 15th, and it went to near zero by July of 2020. That's how I know. It's their chart. They're the ones kind of doing the numbers. <laughs> you know, and, ever, and after that, once they realized that the deaths from COVID had, had pretty much stopped, they had to manufacture them. So anybody who died in a motorcycle accident, anybody who uh, had any connection, anybody who tested positive for COVID, because everybody – you know, had been exposed by July of 2020 anyway. Uh, this thing spreads really fast, but it doesn't have that much effect. Most people didn't even notice they had it, right? So we all had it. We all got immune. And, uh, of course, everybody would test positive, you know, for antibodies because that means you're immune, right? So the fact that you tested positive was actually a, a good thing uh, because it probably meant that you're immune to it. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure exactly how it works. Maybe the, maybe the test, but the test didn't work anyway. You know, they, they recycled and boosted. You know, you know the story. Right? I don't have to go through it all again. But, um, but that's the problem. So they're, they're going to try and recycle. And uh, I, I don't know who's going to get scared this time. I mean, the thing to do is laugh at them. You, know, you see somebody wearing a mask, laugh at them, just laugh. You're an idiot. <laughs> you know, especially if they become a Karen and try and tell you what to do. Sorry, the Karens that I know. But, yeah, some idiot comes up to you, you know, where's your mask? You know, where's, your, where's your common sense? Where's your brain? You know, those things don't work. You know they don't work. Why are you wearing it? Well, they work fine. No, they don't. You know, uh, in fact, uh, the, the, there's some video, some guy blowing, you know, cigarette smoke directly through a mask, you know, and the particles of smoke are actually fairly big because you can see them, right? You can't see a virus, but you can see cigarette partic- smoke particles. Well, so that's, that's kind of interesting. And right through the mask, no problem, <laughs> you know, because it, it says right on the box, you know, it does not work on viruses. In fact, I've even put it there. Hey, Marco. Marco's listening in the Netherlands. So we're, uh, I'm, I'm wondering where my, my first reporter is. I don't think we've changed anything. The show's open. We're broadcasting. Marco's there. So uh, this is unusual uh, for my, my person. Let's see if I can text her again and say, hey, time to call in. You know, so we'll, uh, yeah, I, I really like my chats with Brianna because it's fun. I mean, how many times do you get to talk to a teenager about, uh, you know, all these, these fabulous issues that we talk about and sometimes bad ones? You know, uh, let's put another thing. So where are you? Hand where are you? I know it's live radio. What am I going to do? Here we go. All right, so she'll call us here in a bit. I mean, something could happen. It, it, it does. Life's unpredictable. All right, so um, those are the main topics. Well, in that case, let me start what I was going to talk about in the third hour. Might as well start doing that now, and that is some of the problems that are still going on in Maui. So Maui is what I, having what I call a swarm of wokists. You know, and I sound like Elmer Fudd, right? <laughs> wokists. You know, but that's what's going on. They've got a swarm of wokists, and the wokists have killed the island. They've swarmed all over it. They've, uh, you've got people that are... Um, you know, you've got the wokest that didn't blow the sirens, okay? You've got the wokest that uh, refused to uh, let the uh, the water, you know, be used to actually fight the fire because it's water to be revered. It has to be uh, distributed on the basis of equity, <laughs> you know, not, not the fact that there are fires. Um, you've got the governor that's rumored to be wanting to seize a whole bunch of property, even though he says he's not now. Um, you've, got, you've got Brandon, who's there visiting. Don't ask me why. It's probably so he can hand out money. But Hawaii's already a Democrat stronghold, so they're going to vote for him anyway. Uh, I have no idea why that either. So, uh, so what's going on? So, uh, all, and, and of course, you had uh, Hawaii Electric, the power company, that uh, did nothing to uh, clean the vegetation around the power lines, did nothing to put power lines underground in sensitive areas, did nothing to strengthen, modernize the power lines, did everything, did nothing, actually. Uh, they're probably working on wokest uh, green energy or other stupid things. Uh, and they created a situation where when you had hurricane force uh, winds, uh, dry conditions, 
dry grass, you know, and uh, they, they left the power on, left it on full. So the lines are breaking, right? They got these hurricane winds, that, you know, hurricane started at 74 miles an hour and the winds were like 65, 75, whatever it was. So it's basically the strength of the beginning of a, a category one hurricane, strength wind in, in Maui. Uh, the power lines are breaking, which is what they do, uh, and they kept the power on. So, of course, as soon as a broken power line with electricity in it hits the ground, hits the dry grass, well, the grass catches fire. Of course, the wind being that strong, it ripped across the island. And the fact that the, uh, the water guy didn't let the water go, the siren guy didn't, guy bl- didn't blast the sirens, who knows where the, uh, the other people were. Apparently, Hawaii Electric was up to lunch somewhere, and one of the officials was at a FEMA conference on Oahu, you know, trying to uh, learn about uh, what to do in a disaster when they actually have one ongoing on his own island. So it's, a, you know, mistakes were made. That's what I say, mistakes were made. No, people totally screwed up and got, it should be held accountable. So I'm thinking, the question I forgot to ask Jonathan yesterday was on criminally negligent homicide. You know, why are not the governor and Hawaii Electric and some of these people who didn't take the, the precautions that everybody said they should take, everybody knew they should take from the California fires from, PG&E, which is Pacific Gas and Electric, you know, why all the things that happened there, which were duplicated in Maui six, seven years later, weren't dealt with. Well, they knew what to do. They just didn't do it. Well, that, that's, that's criminal. And people died, you know, hundreds of people probably. And that's criminally negligent homicide. So these people ought to be brought up in charges, you know, and not just said, not just to get away with, you know, saying something like, oh, my bad, gee, sorry. You know, no, nah, it doesn't work that way. So I got an article here from the Vigilant Fox, one of my uh, Substack uh, friends says, uh, not safe. Government-provided drinking water is making disaster-stricken Maui residents sick. So you can't even trust the water from the government, right? This is they're experiencing fevers, chills, excuse me, and other ailments from uh, drinking this potable. They say potable. I suppose the potable is supposed to be drinkable. Apparently it's not. August 16th, 2023. So in other words, what, four days ago? Not safe. Big graphic here. And originally, uh, this came originally from the Vigilant News, so we always give credit where credit is due. Article says, the paradise island of Maui, Hawaii's second largest island, is reeling from a devastating wildfire tragedy that has left a staggering death toll that has now risen to 106. Um, yeah, but they still got 1,000 people unaccounted for, so, so hopefully those people will be accounted for uh, one way or another. We'll see. Anyway, this is Jordan Segundo. Uh, and film team captured the pain and resilience of residents in this once historic town of Lahaina. I wish I'd seen it. I, I was thinking, you know, I had sort of had Maui on my mind, almost like a premonition. Said, yeah, I really should go to Maui. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a, and I go to Kauai too, the Garden Island. We'll see. Um, it says just a week ago, wildfire tore through the town, ruining, uh, turning homes and memories into ash. Everything is gone. Uh, this is from one local capturing the collective sentiment. Let's see if we can get to the stuff talking about the uh, the water. This is on Wednesday, many residents ventured back for the first time since the disaster, having to confront the ruins. This is unfortunately, this is, we're now finding out uh, that news for Lahaina and, uh, and Kula residents has gotten even worse. And this is, here we go, Shelby Thompson, founder of Unjected, I guess it will be Uninjected, uh, reports from Maui that the water supply is compromised. Compromised is an interesting word. She says, we're experiencing now an issue with the water supply. We've been told that the water is not safe to drink. It is also not safe after boiling, which is quite frightening. And we don't know how long these restrictions are going to be lasting on the public. So not only did they withhold water to fight the fire, now, now the water they do have is sick, is, is making people sick. Well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, they, these people are completely unprepared for anything, at least around here. And I think it's because they're leftists. I really do. We've got a conservative group around here. We've got, uh, I've met the people, the, the, you know, hurricane management folks, our disaster people around here. They're great because we get hurricanes. They know what to do. So, okay, here, here's the manual. 
you know, you see the hurricanes showing up on the weather, which they probably will in the next month or so, you know, whatever hurricanes they're going to be. I mean, it's been remarkably quiet out there this year, which is great. We've had a lot of thunderstorms, but hurricanes, you know, September, October, that's when the big ones uh, usually come through. Anyway, I was here for uh, Hurricane uh, Sally, and I got pictures to prove it of the water rising 14 feet. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, and when a friend of mine said, well, you're a real Floridian now, you've been through a hurricane. I was like, oh, okay, it's interesting, yeah. Been through hurricanes, went through the earthquake in San Francisco, you know, 89, the blizzard of 78 in New England. So, uh, like I tell my friends, I, I think I'll move next to a volcano and see what happens. All right, so anyway, so back to this. Um, the article says, Thornton also reported that potable water brought in by the government is making people sick. We're also hearing that uh, says they're experiencing fevers, chills, and other ailments from drinking this potable water that's been left. It's probably, it's probably like 50 years old. It's probably put a tank and just left, right? No, they never tested it, right? So, so I really urge you guys to please be careful on ingesting this water uh, where you're getting it from. So what you want to do is just, why don't you bring a bottle of water like everybody else does? When Trump comes to a disaster, he brings like, you know, 50,000 bottles of bottled water. <laughs> it's in plastic, but, you know, at that point, who cares, right? It says one Facebook user reported getting super sick from drinking the government provided water. It's not like the government kills you with COVID. See, government's, I, I'm convinced. I've read, whoop, oh, hang on. Rearranging my chair here. I've heard this said too that uh, the greatest source of, of death for most people, other than natural causes, is their own government. That's just how it works. So, uh, let's see here now. Okay, so I'm still checking for messages from my. Uh, yeah, she's not. Uh, all right, something's happened. Something's gone wrong. So that's no fun. So I'm really looking forward to uh, talking to Brand this morning. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, she'll call in. Um, but the government water, you know, I mean, this is we know they've been trying to kill people with uh, uh, with the COVID shots, or they're just trying either they're trying to kill people and make money, or they're trying to make money and people are dying by accident or dying as a consequence of, of this. I'm not sure which is uh, you know, which is worse, but that looks like that's what's going on. Um, but this is fascinating. Uh, anyway, so they got bulletin boards, they all kinds of things. So anyway, don't drink the government water. Did you hear that on the news, by the way? No? What a surprise. <sighs> okay, so there's the COVID stuff. I don't want to do that just yet. See if I have any more Maui stuff. Uh, here we go. Oh, here's an AP story. This one I found interesting. Associated Press, you know, normally they're kind of like generic, you know, here's what we want, here's what we want you to believe news. But in this case, they're a little bit different. So they actually have um, some news. Let's see. Come on. I'm, I'm vamping. I'm waiting for my story to uh, to load. Apparently, I guess it's complicated. So let's get rid of the I'm not safe one. We'll take that one out. Maybe that'll hike things up a little bit. Yeah, it seems like oh, it's, it's loading. It's just taking a while to load. Should I play something? Let's see if this gets here faster. All right. While it's loading, why don't I give you my, my information um, stuff? I'll play it right now. What is it? 718? So I'll play you the information, and I'll be right back. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. 
This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. All right. Well, it finally loaded. <laughs> it took a while, so that, that was a good, uh, a good break. But then it said it couldn't uh, fail the first time. Anyway, so what you want to do, you want to go to AP, and that's capital A, capital P, uh, U.S. News. And it says videos put scrutiny on down power lines as possible cause of deadly Maui wildfires. So I'm curious why AP is actually trying to report something accurate. <laughs> it's just, uh, it just, um, it just crazy, but apparently, oh, they want me to subscribe. No, I'm not going to subscribe right now. I generally don't trust your, your news site. That's why I don't quote it very often. All right, let's take out the ads. Let's go back here, see if I can actually uh, see my phone uh, screen at the same time. But there's a lot of videos here, and the first one is really impressive. Now, you've probably seen it on the news, or, or if you haven't, you know, it's like a little bit of blue smoke. And it's a power line and a high wind, and you see the winds are blowing like crazy, right? And the lines break, and it hits the ground and uh, catches fire. Well, the guys try to put it out with water pressure, but they don't have that much water. And I guess they eventually end up leaving, and they talk about the story. So it's, uh, the story is by Michael Biesecker, Bernard Condon. Oh, don't misspell that name. Jennifer McDermott, and it's from uh, August 16th. And it says, awakened by howling winds that tore through his Maui neighborhood, Stephen True, T-R-E-U, Went, down, went out at dawn and saw a wooden power pole suddenly snap with a flash, its sparkling, popping line uh, falling to the dry grass below and quickly igniting a row of flames. Yeah, if you've ever heard a power line, uh, they're, they're loud. You know, when a power line breaks, it's like this, you know, it's, really, it's, it's, like, uh, it's, it's like a no noise you've ever really heard before. It's really pretty wild. But anyway, that's, that's what it sounds like. So he called 911 and then turned on Facebook video to live stream. Uh, his attempt to fight the, the blaze in Lahaina, including wetting down his property with a garden hose. Yeah, people, they did in California too. They're fighting with garden hoses. Uh, very, very uh, strange. But uh, yeah, that's what they were doing. He says, I heard buzz, buzz. Yes, it buzzes. It's like standing, it's like standing next to a, you know, half a million you know, bees <laughs> you know, in a hive. And they all go, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's that, and it's loud too. I mean, it really is a, is a, is a weird thing to hear. Anyway, since I heard buzz, buzz, the 49-year-old resort worker recounted to the Associated Press. It was almost like somebody lit a firework. It just ran straight up the hill to a bigger pile of grass, and then with that high wind, the fire was blazing. Remember we talked about this yesterday, what makes a fire go? You know, um, fuel, ignition, and oxygen. Well, the fuel was all the dry grass and, and vegetation. Uh, the ignition was the power line, and the, uh, the oxygen, well, that came with the wind. Because it was blowing in, you had a lot of oxygen, like, like bellows for a, uh, a furnace for a blacksmith. You know, air makes the things burn faster. You know, it's like in your car. Why do they put a turbocharger in? Put in more air, more oxygen. You know, uh, higher pressure means more fuel, means more uh, burning. That's how it works, folks. So think of uh, the, the gale force winds as like a turbocharger for the fire. He says, Trace, or Trues, T-R-E-U, video and others captured the early moments of what would become the deadliest U.S. wildfire in more than a century. Yeah, well, of course, they turned the water off, they turned the sirens off, and Hawaii Electric left the power on. 
They did everything wrong. Here's what gets interesting, though. It says a class action lawsuit has already been filed uh, seeking to hold the company responsible for the deaths of more than 100 people. What about the city? What about Lahaina? What about the fire chief and the uh, siren blower? Let's hold them responsible, too. How about the governor? Anybody else we can hold responsible? Uh, and especially Hawaii Electric, though, because they're the ones that uh, you know, had these uh, crappy old power lines that uh, broke in, uh, you know, in a high-wind situation. He says the suit uh, cites the utility's own documents showing it was aware that preemptive power shutoffs, such as those used in California, were an effective strategy to prevent wildfires, but never adopted them. How about that? See, that this is called negligence. You know the solution. You know you have a problem. You don't adopt the solution to your problem. That makes you negligent. Okay? Pure, pure and simple. He said, uh, nobody likes to turn the power off. It's inconvenient. Oh, what? Like this fire was convenient? <laughs> he says, but any, any utility that has significant wildfire risk, especially wind-driven wildfire risk, like, you know, Maui, needs to do it and needs to have a plan in place. And this is Michael Wara, W-A-R-A, a wildfire expert who is director of the Climate and Energy Policy Program at Stanford University. Climate and Energy Policy? Oh, well, see, I'm already suspicious of him. Right? This sounds like a climate change idiot. You know, and CP blames the fire on climate change. I would blame the fire on the fact that it had the three things fires need, fuel, ignition, and oxygen. That's what, it's not, it's, climate has nothing to do with it. You know, if climate change were uh, causing fires, then you'd have no fires in the wintertime. It would be too cold, right, for fire? Well, fires are hard enough. They don't care what the weather is. Yes, they burn faster. The wind is the biggest factor. It's not the heat. It's not the temperature. It's the wind. It's the wind that whipped up the fires. This is, it may turn out that there were other causes of this fire, and the utility lines are not the main cause. I would doubt that. But if they are, boy, this didn't need to happen. Yeah, exactly. Then it says, Hawaii Elect- Hawaiian Electric declined to comment. <laughs> not surprised. On the accusations in the lawsuit or whether it has, has ever shut down power before due to high winds. But President and CEO Shelley Kimura, K-I-M-U-R-A, noted at a news conference Monday that many factors go into that decision, including the possible effect on people who rely on specialized medical equipment and firefighters who need power to pump water. Well, they all have generators. Hospitals all have backup generators. They have to. What, if the power goes during a heart surgery, what are you going to say? Sorry? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, they have generators. And uh, besides, uh, fire trucks uh, have batteries in their fire truck. You can pump water with the battery. You know, well, the battery runs out, Greg. Well, hopefully the battery's big enough and won't run out. Besides, fire hydrants have enough water pressure that they don't need extra pressure. That's what, that's what pressurizing the lines is all about. Then the quote says, even in places where this has been used, it's controversial and it's not universally accepted. Well, that, that's a cop-out. Maui Police Chief John Pelletier. Oh, he's the one that was in uh, uh, Las Vegas for the Las Vegas shooting. Remember the, the Jason Aldean conference? Jason Aldean, who just did that song recently about a small town? This wouldn't happen in a small town? I mean, the coincidences are just fascinating, aren't they? You know, despite the fact that, it's, I mean, I know it's a tragedy. Not, not lessening the tragedy. I want to make it, I'm not lessening the tragedy. It's just interesting that this is what happened. Maui Police Chief John Pelletier also expressed frustration at the news conference that people were complaining both that power was not cut off earlier and that too many people were unaccounted for because of lack of cell phone and Internet service. Well, you know what? My cell phone works in a power failure. <laughs> I get power failures in this house here all the time. Because, uh, you know, you get one thunderbolt, uh, lightning bolt. When Hurricane Sally hit uh, and the power is knocked out for three days, my cell phone worked. How did I power it up? I went to my car battery. I wasn't driving anywhere. I didn't have to. If I had to evacuate, that would be a different story. But my car is, I had a good car battery. It doesn't take much, much power to charge a cell phone compared to starting a car, car right? So I ran my cell phone for three days on my car battery. Battery's fine. The car started right up and charged the battery up and it was good. 
So the idea that uh, it was three days I did that, right? So the idea that you couldn't run a cell phone is crazy. The power is out all, power's out all over the place here, and our cell phones all work, so that's a lie. Uh, internet service. Uh, my phone had internet service. My, my uh, computer didn't because my computer requires electricity you know, from the home to spare, and that was all cut off. But the internet and my phone worked just fine. <laughs> so the idea this didn't work is that's ludicrous. And this is, do you want notifications or do you want the power shut off? You don't get it both ways. Yes, you do, actually. How about AM radio with one of those wind-up um, power sources? Yeah, AM radio works. You know, if you're in a place that, uh, you know, either have a lot of batteries, in which case AM radio works fine, because the broadcast studios, they all have backup generators. WEBY, the station I used to work at, had all kinds of stuff um, as far as, uh, you know, backup. They, they broadcast during hurricanes. I would have broadcast during Hurricane Sally, but they'd already fired everybody. <laughs> so I couldn't do it. Anyway, back to the article. Mikkel, Mikkel, Mikkel Watts, M-I-K, or Michael? M-I-K-A-L. Oh, is that like, um, is that like one of the variations of Cindy? So there are like 15 ways to spell Cindy now instead of C-I-N-D-Y. It's just, you name it. This is the, so Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L is now, I guess, Michael, M-I-K-L for the uh, phonetically challenged. Uh, Michael Watts, one of the lawyers behind the lawsuit, told the AP this week that he was in Maui interviewing witnesses and collecting contemporaneously filmed videos. Contemporaneously? How about filmed on location? How about filmed, you know, during the fire? Contemporaneously? That's a lawyer word. That's that's how you know you're dealing with a lawyer when you get a word like contemporaneously, as opposed to uh, uh, collecting videos filmed, you know, during the fire. (laughs) That would be the thing to say. Anyway, he says there is credible evidence captured on video that at least one of the power line ignition sources occurred when trees fell into the Hawaiian electric power line, uh, said Watts, who confirmed he was re- referring to True's TRU's footage. Yeah, when a tree falls on a power line, a lot of times the power line doesn't come off well. The power line breaks. And what happens when a, when a dry tree is on top of a power line? You get a big fire. Surprise, surprise. True recorded three videos to Facebook on August 8th starting at 6.40 a.m. I wonder if they're still there. Three minutes after authorities say they received the first report of the fire holding a Pose in one hand and his phone in the other. He streamed live as the first police cruisers arrived and could be heard warning messages about the live power lines laying in the road. I'm not sure what the police officers were going to do exactly since they don't carry water, but, you know, who knows. Then it says, at one point, he zooms the camera onto the cable dangling in a charred patch of grass surrounded by orange flames. Ooh, that's that's kind of like, that's the smoking gun, smoking wire in this case. True's neighbor, Robert Arconado, A-R-C-O-N-A-D-O, also recorded videos that he provided to the AP. And you can see it on this article. It's really interesting. Arconado's footage, which starts at 6.48 a.m., shows a lone firefighter headed toward the flames as they continue to spread west downhill and downwind along Lahaina Luna Road toward the center of town. One firefighter. (laughs) That's a problem. (laughs) You only have one firefighter. Yeah, anyway. They got more to the story here, but I'll... uh, uh, you, you get the idea. So it's a long article, but uh, yeah. So that's that's kind of where they screwed up. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Something else we can talk about. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what I'm going to do the third hour now. This is my third hour show. <laughs> We're kind of doing it early. Uh, so I got the videos. I got that one. So let's uh, I'll keep that article. It's big, though. Here's one. A little bit more Hawaiian Electric, then I'll take a break. Wall Street Journal. Um, which you usually have to have a subscription, but apparently they gave me this article. Maybe you get like a free one every month or something. Hawaiian Electric knew of wildfire threat, waited years to act. Oops. Here's your, here's your again, your, your smoking wire. <laughs> smoking wire problem. Sorry, by Kath Blunt, good name for a reporter, Dan Frosch, F R O S C H, and Jim Carl, 
And so it takes three people to write for the New York Times. I mean, the uh, Wall Street Journal, excuse me. Uh, during the 2019 wildfire season, one of the worst Maui has ever seen. 2019 wildfire season, okay? So they knew that it was bad. They had a bad fire season, you know, uh, 23, 19, four years ago. This is Hawaiian Electric concluded that it needed to do far more to prevent its power lines from emitting sparks. <gasps> yes, you do. <laughs> it says the utility examined California's plans to reduce fires ignited by power lines, started flying drones over its territory, and vowed to take steps to protect its equipment and its customers from the threat of fire. Except they didn't. <laughs> they, they, they said they talked about doing but Like Rush Limbaugh always says, a liberal will talk about doing something and think that that actually accomplishes, accomplishes the mission you know, rather than actually doing it. Article says nearly four years later, the company has con- completed little such work. Between 2019 and 2022, it invested less than $245,000 on wildfire-specific projects on the island, regu- regulatory findings show. Quarter million dollars, it's nothing. Right? Drop in the bucket, right? It says it didn't seek state approval to raise rates to pay for broad wildfire safety improvements until 2022, and has yet to receive it. <laughs> okay, that's interesting, too. The fire cause hasn't been determined. Yes, it has. But mounting evidence suggests the utility's equipment was involved. <laughs> yes, it was. One video taken by a resident shows a downed power line igniting dry grass along a road near Lahaina. So what do you mean the fire cost hasn't been determined? So in one sentence, they say it hasn't been determined. And the next sentence, they say we got a video of a power line starting a fire in dry grass. <laughs> I guess it has been determined. This is a firm that monitors grid sensors reported dozens of electrical disruptions in the hours before the fire began, including one that coincided in time and with video footage of a flash of light from power lines. Yeah, they're really bright, too. I've seen power lines break, so I know what this looks like. It's uh, pretty exciting. All right. There's one thing I was looking for. So there's some incredible stats as to how many fires they've actually had. Uh, I don't know if this is the article. i got a bunch of articles here. So I shall continue. Hawaiian Electric said it would investigate any role in its in, in, in in any role its infrastructure may have played and cooperate with a separate probe into the fire launched last week by the Hawaii Attorney General. Here's a quote by Shelly Kimura, Hawaii's electric, Hawaii Electric's chief uh, executive. Oh, they did make a comment for them. I didn't for the first article. Now they're making comments, right? It says, we all believe it's important to understand what happened. And I think we all believe it's important to make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay, that's meaningful. Uh, tell me something we don't know. Then it says, in response to questions about its wildfire mitigation spending, <laughs> wildfire mit- you know, how about, how about uh, fire prevention? That's what they should say. Mitigation means you're doing something after it started. What you really want to do is prevent it. That was the problem. For, uh, it says, a spokesman for Hawaiian Electric said the company reduces wildfire risk through its routine utility work, including trimming or removing trees and upgrading, replacing, uh, and inspecting equipment. It said it has spent about $84 million on maintenance and tree work in Maui County since 2018. That's five years. <laughs> okay, so what's that break down to per year? 84 divided by uh, five. Uh, going forward, it's about, 16, about 17. What's that, 17 million a year? Still not a whole lot of money. The utility has long been a force in Hawaii politics and business. Oh, that's interesting. They're political. What a surprise, right? Told you, wokes. Wokus swarm, a swarm of wokus in Maui. It says in the wake of the fire, its finances are reeling. Its stock has plunged 49% this week. No surprise. And its credit rating was downgraded to junk by S&P. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's where it's going to hurt these people in the pocketbook. But Hawaii Utility, uh, what's it called? Uh, Hawaii Electric, excuse me, Hawaii Electric is a business in the business of providing electricity. They're government-regulated, government-controlled, government profit, you know, guaranteed, and all that kind of stuff. But they're still a business. Anyway, it says Hawaii Electric 
Hawaiian Electric is the latest utility in the Western U.S. to struggle following large wildfires, many of which have been sparked by utility equipment in recent years. What a surprise. <laughs> okay. So knowing this, knowing that out West especially, knowing that they have uh, you know, open power lines and they have problems, and these power lines are starting fires, you would think at some point they'd either put them underground, uh, make them stronger, uh, or do something, uh, do something else. Anyway, it says PG&E, the Northern California utility giant, sought bankruptcy protection in 2019 after its power lines ignited a series of major fires, including the 2018 campfire that killed 84 people and destroyed the town of Paradise, California. That had been the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history until the Maui fire. Since in recent days, Hawaii Electric officials have confirmed, conferred with their counterparts at PG&E, seeking legal guidance on how to weather a crisis. People familiar with the matter said the company is speaking with restructuring advisory firms. <laughs> in other words, they, they want bankruptcy protection so they don't get sued, right? Exploring options to address this financial and legal challenge, uh, said people familiar with the matter. Let me translate that in English. They're trying to cover their ass. So that when they're sued for billions of dollars, that it's not the same company. They've restructured. So we're not Hawaiian Electric anymore. We're now, you know, Maui Waui Power. <laughs> okay, so you can't sue us now. We're Maui Waui Power. We're a different company. We're not Hawaiian Electric anymore. That company had problems. We are a new company. You can't sue us. Same people, same money, right? Well, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, this is since PG&E's bankruptcy, Hawaiian Electric has made reference in regular filings to the risk of power line fires to take significant action. Wow. Obviously, whatever action they took wasn't significant enough because where the fires happened. It says, documents and interviews show. It says, during that period, the company was undertaking a state-mandated shift to renewable energy. Oh, that's the problem. Well, even if you have renewable energy, which is not really renewable, the sun is burning out, folks, okay? I hate to tell you this. Um, Not fast. It's going to be around for a while, but the sun, you know, it's not renewable. Uh, once the sun burns energy, it's gone. <laughs> once the sun burns uh, helium, it's gone. So it's burning a lot of helium. It's got a lot of helium left, you know, from several billion years worth. But uh, but it's it's uh, it's still, you know, it only has so much. Um, so that's not renewable. Oil, I, I don't know if the earth makes more oil. You know, it takes time. We're probably burning it faster than they're making it. But by the time we run out of oil in a couple hundred years, um, or maybe even longer, I don't know how much oil is down there, right? Uh, chances are we'll have hydrogen power anyway. Or ion power, something really, you know, drive. You know, we'll see what happens. Ah, here we go. This is what I was looking for. The growing risk of wildfire in Maui has been known for years. The number of acres burned on the island soared to 39,000 in 2019. So just four years ago, they lost 40,000 acres. That's a lot of land. All right? So you, you can't tell me they didn't know that this was a problem. They lost 40,000 acres in 2019. In 1999, just uh, you know, uh, 20 years previously, they lost only 150 acres. So they went from 150 acres in 1999 to 39,000 acres in 2019. That's a huge jump. You would think that somebody would have noticed. And that's according to data compiled by the Hawaii Wildlife Management Organization, a nonprofit that works with government agencies and the public. In other words, an NGO, a non-governmental organization. Well, interesting who they, they can those kind of records. Then the article says several reports released by the group and others in recent years have said the danger is increasing, in part because of the invasive plants that have overtaken former sugar and pineapple plantations. Well, is sugar and pineapple native to Hawaii? I'm curious. Maybe pineapple. But sugar, what? Sugar beet, sugar cane, sugar what? what uh, I mean, plant, I don't think plantations are, are native to anywhere. <laughs> so, you know, that's uh, the whole idea of one crop in one place. You know, it'd be interesting to see the origins of where these things came from. 
Article says roughly one quarter of the state land in Hawaii is now covered by invasive grasses and shrubs. Well, that's too bad. According to a study by the University of Hawaii and think tank East West Center. Yeah, Hawaii's had a lot of people come through. Tourists, you know, from Asia, from the United States, shipping from everywhere. Um, you know, they got snakes and they got mongooses. And the mongooses ate the native birds, you know, and took the eggs. And so the, all, these, all these invasive species are causing problems. It's like the, the Burmese python in Florida. Well, it's from Burma. <laughs> you know, it was now like Thailand. Um, but um, no, Thailand's a different place. What's, no, Burma's still there. Myanmar, that's what it is now. So, uh, so the Burmese, the Myanmar python is an invasive species. Why? Because it's named for someplace else. <laughs> it's from. Hello. It says, in 2018, winds from Hurricane Lane, well, yeah, I know that hurricanes in Hawaii, passing to the south helped fuel fires that burned more than 2,000 acres on Maui. Hmm. 2018, they knew it, 10 too. The next year was far worse, with most acres blackened in decades. All right. That July, a 9,000-acre blaze blew out of control in central Maui, burning 25 acres a minute. 25 acres a minute? You can't outrun that, okay? So the blaze prompted hundreds of evacuations and came within 150 feet of Hawaiian Electric's power plant on Maui, according to the, the paper. Uh, the plant accounts for as much as 80% of the island's power supplies. So you got one power generating plant supplying 80% of the power for the island. So anything happens to that one power plant, you got a problem, right? So, uh, yeah, it's very centralized power. At the end of 2019, Hawaiian Electric issued a press release about wildfire risk. Good timing. It said it would install heavier insulated conductors on Maui and Oahu to minimize the risk of sparks when winds picked up. Apparently, they didn't do that. As well as technology to detect disruptions when the conductors came into contact with vegetation or each other. Uh-huh. The power lines slapped together. It's not good. It said it would apply fire retardant on poles in risky areas and consider installing cameras and other devices to monitor weather conditions during fire season. You guys should be monitoring weather conditions all the time. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it says in filings over the next two years, and with the Hawaii Public Utilities Commission, the 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 HPUC, <laughs> uh, which is tasked with approving utility projects and spending, the company made only passing reference to wildfire mitigation because they didn't care. <laughs> you know, they wanted green energy. This is what happens when the, the woke. This is why it's wokest, right? It's a wokest invasion. So the wokest took over. Wokest swarm. And they spent all their money on solar and wind. Well, they got wind power in Hawaii. Uh, the wind, like 75 mile an hour winds, you know, during the fire. The, the wind power is not a problem. Solar, yeah, it's pretty warm there. It's kind of desert-like. So, yeah. But uh, solar and wind are best used at the individual uh, homeowner level, not big power plants and big generators. All right. Hmm. Former regulators, back to the article, an energy company official said the utility was focused at the time on procuring renewable energy. Hawaii has been on a push to convert to renewables since 2008 when a run-up in oil prices sent electrical rates in Hawaii's ele- uh, rates at Hawaii Electric, which relied on petroleum imports for 80% of its energy supply, through the roof. Isn't that interesting? Right? So, so what makes uh, your green energy? Oil. <laughs> oil is green energy. Oil is organic fuel. Okay? So they got an oil-fired power plant to generate electricity, uh, and, they, and they got the power lines are bad. You know, and they're spending on, on, quote, renewables. Well, that's wind and solar. But it still has to travel through power lines. Electricity travels through power lines. I don't care what the source. Wind, solar, oil, gas, coal, nuclear, geothermal, you know, river water, you know, water wheel. It doesn't matter what the source. Electricity travels through power lines. That, that's the universal, right? 
Then it says the company dove into reaching its goal starting in 2017 that it would reach the benchmark five years ahead of schedule. Well, apparently not. In 2019, under pressure to replace the output of two conventional power plants set to retire, the company sought to contract for 900 megawatts of renewable energy, the most it had pursued at any one time. Oh, that's going to be big. Yeah, that's going to be huge. Uh, That's going to be tough to do. Anyway, you get the idea. I'm I'm kind of bored with this article, too. (laughs) So you get the problem. Um, More to it. A lot more in the article, but I'll I'll let you uh, read those. So this one is a – this is from Wall Street Journal. Hawaiian Electric knew of wildfire threat, but waited years to act. And they waited so long. Guess what happened? They got the fires. They got the fires they, uh, you know, waited uh, way too long for. All right, let's take a little break here. Hopefully, Josie will come in and save me from talking all the time. Uh, that would be a good thing. So it's now 744. 744. Take a little break. I'll be back in a little bit. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive, conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Great Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is greatcare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H. 
gracecare.com. You can email them at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Grace Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Fenglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Okay, just got a hold of uh, Brianna. We're sort of negotiating uh, uh, right now. Oh, I guess she can't call in. Okay, fine. So we'll we'll get this figured out. Uh, maybe I'll reschedule her. Or, uh, um, yeah, let me. Uh, what I do here? What if I can play one more thing? I, I need like twenty seconds. <laughs> producer, I need my producer. This, this is crazy. All right, so let me just play you a little uh, uh, broadcast. Uh, thing. Oh, we'll play this for a minute. Give me a minute. Uh, no, I got another idea. Get my commercials out of the way now. That way I don't have to worry about them later. Here we go. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code, W-Y-L, to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engine. This is what happens when I try and think and write at the same time. So we have uh, some rather amusing messages going back and forth between Brianna and me. Uh, we're trying to get her on the third hour now because uh, we kind of lost this uh, this thing. So let me uh, talk about what I was going to talk about. Uh, yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, so it looks like she'll be on the third hour. Uh, if if not, I'll just <laughs> I'll check back with her a bit. I don't want to take up uh, airtime for this. So let's talk about the main topic of the show because uh, I want to. Uh, I want to get to this anyway. We'll probably get to a third hour also. But the whole idea of the debate. So I'm going to spend about a little bit of time on the debate, uh, the, the non-debate, the debate uh, as a, the title of the show. What if they held a GOP debate to, quote, get Trump and he wasn't there? I think this is brilliant. Uh, I'm really glad he's not going to the debate because it's a setup. It's an obvious setup. It was a setup when Chris Wallace, the, the, the leftist, and Joe Biden, the leftist, ganged up on Trump uh, during a previous debate. 
We have said for a long time that no Republican should go to a debate, you know, unless it's hosted by some conservatives, because all for the last 30 years, you've had the most leftist people imaginable hosting the debates. Well, it's okay when the leftists host the Democrats because, you know, it's like a a family gathering. Uh, But when the leftists host a Republican, you know, it's it's an assassination squad, metaphorically speaking, of course. But uh, that's what happens. That's what they do. They're out there to destroy their candidacy. And so Chris Wallace's job was to destroy Trump's candidacy. And, of course, he failed. Um, But, uh, you know, he ended up debating Trump. Well, you can't bring that up, he says. Trump's like, of course I can. I'm not debating you, or am I? You know, and so that's what it comes to. So, uh, you know, I always felt that uh, back in the day, you know, Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, and maybe Sean Hannity would have been uh, good moderators for the debates. Today, who would I pick today for, for debaters? Uh, Tucker Carlson would be a good moderator. Uh, let me see what uh, some of the One American News folks, Dan Ball would be good. Um, who else would be a good, uh, uh, another One American News person? Um, Kara McKinney. Those three would be excellent. Kara's young. She's like 20-something. Um, but she'd be a, a great host. So anyway, so pick some of the, the, the you know, the newer hosts. Uh, you know, Rob Schmidt would be a really good debate host, too, as would be uh, uh, Eric Bowling over at Newsmax. Any of those folks could host a, a debate and be really good at it and ask, you know, good conservative questions that haven't been asked for 30 years. So that would be a good thing. So anyway, so Trump's not going to be there. He's going to be on Tucker. So the big news is, like I said before, Chadwick Moore, who wrote the book Tucker, the, the authoritative biography of Tucker, you know, apparently got hundreds of hours of access to him, um, which means obviously he can contact him, which is a lot of why I'm having him on, um, is, uh, is going to be on Thursday. But uh, if Tucker will host a discussion with Trump, why can't Tucker hold a discussion with Robert Kennedy and Trump during the next debate? Because he's held, he's held separate ones with you know, Kennedy, and he's had ones with uh, Trump. So that's great. But let's get Trump and Kennedy together. And, and Tucker really doesn't have to do that much except ask very broad, open, general questions. You know, what's your energy policy? You know, what's, uh, what, 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 what's your environmental policy? What's your foreign policy? I mean, I would make it literally that general and just let them talk and let them talk to each other. So, yeah, you got a good point there, but I disagree. I think it's more handled this way. It's like when, uh, oh, um, Bianca Von Krieg, our, our West Coast progressive reporter, um, is going to be on tomorrow. So she'll be on first thing, 7 a.m. And what's, what's interesting about talking to her is, is the only chance you get a real progressive, uh, progressive socialist um, to talk to you. And the progressives, I don't have a problem with the progressives. I mean, I don't agree with anything they say, but that's not the point. You know, they believe in their convictions. They've got good arguments. They've got good positions, you know, that they're arguing uh, effectively for their position. I just disagree with their arguments. But that's no problem. I don't have a problem with that. And the funny thing is we both can't stand the deep state. So we both hate the Pelosi's, the, the Schumer's, the McCarthy's, you know, all the deep state people that are just there for, you know, DeSantis's. They're only there for power, power and money. That's all they want, power and money, and to serve their masters, do the bidding of their, uh, their globalist donors. So if you're, you know, I, I can talk to a decent progressive, even if I disagree, just like uh, Kennedy can talk to Trump you know, about foreign policy, and they probably have, you know, different, but I think they have more in common on foreign policy than you would expect. Uh, I don't think either one of them favored either Iraq or Afghanistan or any money for Ukraine. So that's, that's pretty much given. I'd love to see them both, you know, take on the CIA, uh, especially Kennedy. Uh, when I talked to Christina Bob was talking about having her, uh, um, when she talked about that uh, Kennedy can investigate the deaths of his father and his uncle, you know, who the CIA might be behind. Interesting, huh? Then we go investigate Andrew Breitbart. Let's, uh, that, there's a case that hasn't been opened uh, for a long time. Who killed Andrew Breitbart? Okay. And it's interesting. He created uh, Citizen um, 
journalists. What am I doing? I'm creating citizen you know, legislators. <laughs> it's an entirely different level. So, uh, you know, it's, at some point, I think I'm going to have to be more careful. Um, but we shall see. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Anyway, Josie, like I said, calling in about five minutes. All right, let me talk a little bit more here. And I'll get back to Brianna, <laughs> see if we can schedule her for the third hour, uh, which would be kind of fun. But this debate is fascinating. And so if we can get uh, Trump and uh, Kennedy talking, that would be great. But what is the purpose of debates now? You know, it should be um, that we get information. It should be that uh, we get the information we need to make decisions on who we're going to vote for. That's what it should be. What it's turning into, unfortunately, um, is a way for the political parties and the globalists and the donors to attack people they don't like. So uh, the last strategy of debates you know, the fact the last strategy, the mo- here's the model, right? You guys know the model, the McCain, uh, Mitt Romney model and the, the attempted model on, Je- on Jeb Bush, except the Trump one. So the model is that the Republicans, you get about 20 Republicans fighting each other in the debates, you know, trying to out conservative each other. So you get 20 conservatives and there's one moderate. First time was John McCain. Uh, second time was Mitt Romney, both of whom lost to Obama. So, so John McCain, you know, is portrayed as the maverick as the moderate, as the only person who can beat Barack Obama, which means he's the only person who could lose to Barack Obama, which he did. Uh, Same thing with Mitt Romney. We have to put forward the moderate Mitt Romney uh, for the base because he's the only one that can beat Barack Obama. And, of course, he's the only one that could not have beaten Barack Obama, right, Uh, especially the second term. But he threw the election, so that's a different story. So that's the model. So the model is you put 20 conservatives up. They beat each other up. Uh, There are the liberal media... Uh, gets a gets the country to uh, gets the Republicans to nominate a moderate, whom they then crush, you know, as soon as they're nominated. And the country, the Republicans don't want a moderate; they want a they want a conservative. And so the moderate doesn't get the Republican vote, and the Democrat wins. So the, in 2016, that was supposed to be the same model: is that Jeb Bush was supposed to be the Republican nominee, and he was supposed to lose to Hillary Clinton. They had it all figured out ahead of time. Well, then Trump comes in and wins, and that's why they hate him so much, because he broke the mold. He doesn't play ball. He doesn't maintain the system of power and wealth for the privileged elite in Washington at the expense of everybody else. So that's the problem. So, so now so that's why they stole it from him in 2020, so they could put Brandon in, so they could go back to wealth and privilege, uh, wealth and power, and maintain their position in Washington you know, at the expense of the American people. Well, they want to do that again. This is why the COVID mandates are coming back. So the debate on the debate is probably more interesting than the debate itself. So what are they going to talk about? Are they going to debate that Trump's not there? Well, that's not really uh, encouraging for, for people that are running for the, the highest office in the country and in the most powerful position in the world, the presidency of the United States, which is being occupied by a total moron right now. Can't be that tough. If, 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 look, if Joe Biden, <laughs> that'd be a good meme. If Joe Biden can be president, it can't be that tough, <laughs> you know, even though he sucks. So it's interesting, too, that you can totally suck at, at you know, being, uh, acting like you're the president in the White House, um, and still uh, the country hasn't completely collapsed yet. So we're, we're actually stronger than people think. But um, this is good, because I, I don't think I want to talk about this topic anymore. We're going to start seriously getting into mandates. And as the uh, government COVID you know, starts spreading, and this is all it is, is government COVID. Government COVID is the disease of mandates, restrictions, masks. Uh, forced uh, injections of uh, lethal substances, uh, you know, things like that. So that's government COVID. So we need a, a, like a catchy title like that. We need a variant. So what, what variant of COVID is, is the government, government variant. <laughs> this is all it is. Because, you know, COVID, like I say, it was gone long, long time ago. All right, Jesse's going to call in a minute. Let me play uh, maybe a couple more things here to keep myself amused and see if I can get back with Brianna and see if we can get her with a third hour here. Yeah, okay, let's 
Ah, here we go. Joe Biden's Dark Winter. No freedom, no liberty, no guns, no representation, no oil, no coal, no nuclear power, no space force, no constitution, no family gatherings, no vacations, just taxes, work, misery, masks, lockdowns, and ever more government. This is what will happen if you let Marxists steal the election. This has been a public service announcement of Action Radio, reminding you it's time to get off your butt and save your country. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua, living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman with a great family, living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Cossie knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living, not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Cossie. Hola, chica. ¿Cómo está? Good morning. Good morning. Dobre utra. Dobre utra. Buenos días a todos mis amigos en Cuba. <laughs> Konnichiwa. Josie-san. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, just, I just finished coming from the back. I was taking care of the chickens. It's <laughs> a lot of work. Uh-huh. Yeah, I should get the theme for Super Chicken. You oh. ever watch that when you were a kid? Super Chicken? No. It was a great, great cartoon. I guess you missed it. Okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, um, Brianna what couldn't make it. Over? What's that? 60s, 70s. Oh, it must have been 60s. I think I remember it from Canada. I don't know if it was back in the United States when I got here. Uh, we didn't have it uh-huh. in Australia, but Super Chicken, yeah. I, I, look up, uh, go to YouTube and get Super Chicken, the theme from Super Chicken. It's pretty funny. That's what, and they actually had musicians and, you know, they had real productions for, for kids' cartoons. It was pretty funny. Anyway, Brianna missed the first hour. She's got, uh, she got uh, stuff going on. So we're trying to get her for the third hour instead. I'm, I've been negotiating uh-huh. that during the first hour. So I've said all the things I want to say about the debate, about everything else. Um, but uh, I've got some news for you before you get started. Um, Chadwick Moore. 
Chadwick Moore, who is the author of the book Tucker, that huge biography. He's coming on Thursday. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh. that's huge. Oh. Yeah, big time. Good. Uh, and Thursday. well, you know what I, you know what I want to do, right? You know, I want to be on Tucker's show. Yeah. That will be awesome. Yes. <laughs> can you imagine that? Oh, you know, well. well, think about what happens. If, if I get on Tucker's show, and here's what I want to do with him. This is something that's never been done. This will be broadcast history. Is I want to have him write a bill on the air. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Very so good. So everybody mm-hmm. would see how it works, and, and he can follow his bill. That will be his bill, right? So I'm sure he'll be tracking it on his show. And you should write a bill about fake media. Well, I figure it's going to be something media-related. But I've already, we've already got our big tech yeah. censorship bill. So, you know, even if he just adopted that one as, as, as a personal crusade mm-hmm. uh, and then came up with something else, you know, uh, for, for mm-hmm. maybe like control of the media, like an antitrust thing for media where so many companies could only own so much. Um, there have to be, there actually had to be diversity in media, you know, or something like that. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's up to him. It's going to be mm-hmm. his bill. Um, but just the yeah. idea of, of uh, you know, and so that's going to be fascinating. So that's, the, yeah, we're talking possibilities here. So that's some pretty exciting news. That'll yeah. be Thursday. Well, now, we missed last, uh, go ahead. last week. Last uh-huh. week uh, when you were not on the air, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about Elon Musk. Uh, he has his uh, crypto uh, Twitter uh-huh. uh, digital currency, you know. I and, don't. Uh, he's been Tell really advertising that. on that. Huh? I don't know yeah. about that. So, so go ahead and fill me in. That, that's new. Oh, I don't know much about it. Just I was just listening to one of the videos. Uh, they're advertising uh, crypto, Twitter, digital currency starts earning three hundred per day, and who can use it? Anyone can do it. Uh, so the platform is free. He invested five billion dollars in this investment. And you can invest a hundred dollars to two thousand and start making a lot of money right away. But I don't know much about it, so hmm. I don't know how. If you know, how does it make money? It. Yeah, how does it make money? Is it because other people are investing in it, like a, like a Ponzi scheme? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. Yeah. See, this would happen with Bitcoin. Marco's on the line in the, in the Netherlands to see if, because he knows about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So was you know yeah. Bitcoin didn't produce anything. They didn't make anything. See the, the way you, the really this is why I'm so suspicious of uh, of Vivek Obama Swampy. Crypto his new name. Mm-hmm. You know you know Vivek uh, Obama Swampy. That's what I'm calling him now. Uh, here's a guy that made 600 million dollars. That I did a patent and trademark search that has never invented anything, uh, has never produced anything, uh, and yet he has 600 million dollars. I mean, that's suspicious to me, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the same way, this, this mm-hmm. cryptocurrency, is it, is it based on people investing in it? And then because a lot of people are investing, it drives up the price. And then the people that originally invested yeah. sell at a certain point and then it starts dropping down again. Everybody loses their money. So I'm not sure. Like, like what, stocks, I guess. Yeah. What, like what? Yeah. An example. Of course it's not. But, but stock uh, is based on, know, on a company's value. You can lose, value. you can gain, you know. Yeah, but there's, but there's value. Like if you buy stock in General Motors, General Motors makes cars. Not especially good ones. Mm-hmm. I know I've got one for now, <laughs> but, but they make cars, right? So, so the stock is based on a tangible product. And I think stock got its origins uh, with cattle. So if you, you didn't buy actual cattle, you bought stock, you bought a percentage of the company, and you loan the company money. Mm-hmm. So stock is like a loan. So if you buy $1,000 you know, $1, worth of shares in General Motors, I don't know what this current thing is. You've given General Motors $1,000 to use, right? So they take that yeah. and, then, 
and then your share, uh, if they pay you dividends on, on that, which is like an interest payment, then they'll pay you back for the use of your money, give you a certain amount back. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the stock, if the company grows, which it did, and they split, you might have 2,000 shares instead of 1,000. So if your shares cost $100 a share and you had 10 shares, you know, if they uh, split it and they're now $50 a share and they've doubled the amount of shares, you now have, uh, yeah, of course. you know, 20 shares is 50 bucks. You basically, uh, but you've got more shares. You know, when the price goes up, you, you know, you mm-hmm. got as much, you know, but, yeah. but it's based on a, on a real good. It's based on something tangible. It's based on making something. What does cryptocurrency make? They don't make anything. It's, 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 there's no product. So what is value based on? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too familiar. That's what I wanted to see if you knew. Well, that's what I'm yeah. asking. Well, and like I say, you don't have to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times I'll ask questions, but the, the question is the answer. So the question is, mm-hmm. what is it based on? And this is, so we'll just throw this out to yeah. everybody. Why? And I want people thinking about that. If you're going to invest in a, in, a, in a currency, what is it based on? See, the U.S. dollar is based on the U.S. economy. So we know what that's based on. Of course, the economy sucks right now, and so does our dollar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that's because we have an illegal president. But at times when we had Trump as president, the dollar was stronger. If you really want to make the dollar mm-hmm. strong, you get rid of the Fed and you stop Congress from borrowing money. Well, the strongest dollar in the world in about five years. I mean, it'll be unbelievably strong. And we'll have about hopefully yeah. 10% deflation. So that means the prices will be dropping 10% mm-hmm. a year. That's what deflation means. That's why the, the, uh, the central banks and the government hate deflation. They love inflation because they make money. But with deflation, we make money. Yeah. Well, you know, so that's I how, believe... Uh... Uh-huh. We we need to invest our money uh, in physical gold if we're going to be investing in anything or buy a piece of land or piece of property, you know, uh-huh. because a lot of these investments, you only get paper and that's not good enough for me, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. but, um, well, but I wanted to talk about the fires in uh, Hawaii. Um, oh, yeah, I've been doing that for two days. So let me see. Let me get your take on it. Yes, please do. Well, uh, our government is behind this whole thing. Uh, they've been using airplanes, laser beam. Also, there were some reports uh, on TikTok. There's a lot of people reporting from the island that they physically seen uh, uh, flamethrowers directly on people, and people started burning. Uh, they shut the water off. They blocked the road so people will not escape. They sent all the little children from school home truly believe since there's a lot of human trafficker in our government doing it i truly believe that they have kidnapped all these little children there's more than a thousand children and women missing they haven't found them so they probably acted like if they send them home but they never made it home probably that's my take on this okay uh our government and FEMA was not allowing private people to bring food. FEMA is one of the biggest corrupt uh, scams uh, mm-hmm. together with well, the Well, FEMA is where the plans are. You know, people talk about the, the concentration camps for Americans and things like all. that. They, uh, they, they don't have camps set up, but they do have plans for it. And so FEMA, I don't trust FEMA at all for that reason. No. So, so FEMA is bad I news. believe... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe on the huge ships that they have, and they usually park them right outside Venezuela, actually. Mm. Um, I believe there's a, this is like concentration camps inside. So people mm, don't know about that. do not, yeah. huh? I don't know about the concentration camps mm. inside a ship. I, I, no, I don't, don't I've never heard that. You don't know I've what never heard saying. that. Okay. 
Of course. But they're warning people do not get in a FEMA ship for help because you will never come out. Well, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. It's been going on through all the hurricanes and everything. There was a reporter. This is all upset up. Yeah. There was a reporter who just did something on One American News. I saw it where he was asking the mayor, you know, where are the children? You know, uh, where are the cadavers? Where where are the bodies? Where How many children were killed? Where are they? And so, of course, the mayor didn't want to say anything. And the Maui police said, the, the press conference is over. You can't ask that question. The report's like, why not? I want to know. You know, let's, let's go. You, you can't stop me. I'm in, in this is the media. This is freedom of the press, right? It's in the Constitution. So where are the kids, Mayor? Mm-hmm. And, of course, the, the police shut them down because they, they were good uh, stormtroopers. Uh, and uh, we don't know. So, yeah, what happened to the kids? I don't know what happened to the kids. Uh, I know there's what, some 1,000 people not accounted for. It's not that big an island. Yeah. I can have 1,000 people not accounted for. That doesn't make any sense to me. This is the biggest, one of the biggest corruption killing machine that we have, and it's our government. Our government is behind all this killing. They're doing all this fire everywhere, including in Canada. Uh, they're, they're doing a lot of fires in Louisiana, Texas. Uh, the huge storm coming to California that it hasn't been there in a, since 1939. Oh, Hurricane do. Hillary? <laughs> did, you, did you see my meme that I posted? I said, uh, you know, the person that named it Hurricane Hillary, do you think they need witness protection? I just think that's funny. Because everybody's laughing at you know, Hillary being the big wind. Oh, so, my God. Uh, oh, yeah, we've been doing that for a while, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. All right, but seriously, though, yeah, but storms happen. But they have had storms. They've had storms in, in yeah. hurricanes off California. Yeah, Anytime you have water. This one, nah. Wow. No. You, you think no. it's a government storm? Don't believe that. Don't believe what? Yeah, storm happens, and a lot of these uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, horrible snows in Texas, killing a lot of cattle, so we can buy 50% of our beef from China. All this is well organized. And I know a lot of people don't believe it, but it's okay, because when the truth comes out one day, you're going to mm-hmm. say, that crazy woman was right about all this. <laughs> they call me crazy, too, for well, yeah. But let's take a look. Let's, it, let's, it, let's it. do as we do. Let's put things through the logic and reason filter and see what makes sense. Okay? So here's what There's I know. There's no logic for them. Well, there is. They so want power. They want power and, and money, and they want to stop so anybody criminals, who wants to that's take away their power want. and money. Power and right. control. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's go with that, and let's take a look at Maui and see what we can come up with. First of all, um, the, the leftist government, if they're going after Maui, they're killing leftists. Maui's mostly Democrats. Why would they do that? Why would they go after what, what uh, some conservative island? If there is one. What they're trying to do is trying to evacuate everybody out of there. So they're going to be in that island away because there's something not good coming. They're trying to get rid of all of us. And that's one of the islands. There's another place in Canada, too, that they're putting fire because they want to take over that, too. So because these people are not going to find a place to hide when all gets revealed, when all gets out in the open, and the mm-hmm. American people in the world will see what's really been going on. We're in World War Three, believe it or not, and we they don't even have to pull a gun to shoot you in the head. They're just letting you give you the arm for the vaccines. Uh, they're burning people with uh, uh, lots of these laser beams. They're using our military planes. Uh, 
they're they're poisoning our food. They're injecting they're injecting our chickens, our beef, our tomatoes, watermelon. The seedless tomato is they're no good at all. They're no good. You know, I bought a big seedless toma- uh, watermelon and kept it here for three days. And uh, before I even cut it, it exploded in the back of my store. It was a mess. And because it was a very big one, because I, I feed my chickens uh, watermelon. I'm not oh. buying a seedless uh, watermelon ever again. And uh, so these people are criminal. Believe it or not, we're in World War Three, And people go, what are you talking about? Well, you need to open your eyes. Because whoever controls the weather controls the war. And so it's with the food, too. So that that's what's going on. That's what's happening in Cuba. I just sent some videos of my chickens, uh, the little baby ones, and also the big ones to Cuba, and they go, oh, man, I wish we could have chickens running around like that, or, you know, because they're not allowed to. No beef. You cannot raise your own animals. You're not allowed to in Cuba because that's what you call power and control, and that's what these criminals are doing. They've been poisoning our water for years. Uh, with fluoride, not only fluoride, but they're putting other poison. My girlfriend uh, used to work in Coca-Cola in New York City. She mm-hmm. was telling me that that water, when Coca-Cola bottles the water, that water has to sit for sour. Nobody can touch it. Nobody can deliver it because she was managing a lot of the areas in, in the supply there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said no one can touch that water for 36 hours because you will die if you drink it right away. So... What does that tell you? They're poisoning us. That's why Coca-Cola has battery acid. The water is contaminated to kill us slowly. That's why you see a lot of people with hip replacement, knee replacement, shoulder replacement, and a lot of people are dying of cancer. And, uh, and these people are killing us through the water, through the soda, through potato chips, Gatorade. Potato chips, Gatorades have uh, baby fetus, you know, baby baby parts. So the uh, the situation is is horrible, and these people are after us to kill us in late sixties with these vaccines, with all the uh, uh, vaccines for children, the routine that you get, you know, since you're a month old, you have to have the vaccine. In some of the states, if you don't vaccinate your your child when the child is a month old, they'll come and take him away because they want to traffic your child. And a lot of the children death syndrome from the vaccines, and they choose whose baby's going to die because this black woman or this Latina woman, low-income people have four kids, and then when they go to the doctor and get a vaccine for the first shot for the baby, well, they get some at the hospital too. Um, but what happens is that baby's going to die because mommy has three or four kids, so mommy gets arrested because she murdered her little infant, and then they take the children away. So mom has a broken heart from her dead baby, from seeing that they're taking her other kids away, and she's going to be in prison for the rest of her life. This is evil what this country has been doing for years, and this is in the children and family system. And and the the guy that was coming here uh, telling me a lot of stories, the gays are adopting little boys because they have to have a little toy. And this is horrible because he knows it, 
and he needs to. But see, you cannot go to the police because they're corrupted too. So this is uh, the only way is going to be the military way to calm things down. And uh, I know I say it all the time, but but it is crazy. So mm-hmm. okay. any comments on that? Oh, tons. <laughs> I've been writing. I've been taking notes, of course. But I want to make sure we, we got yeah. it all. Um, so, again, you know me. It's got to go through the logic and reason filter. Why? Why are they doing this? Yeah. What makes sense? First of all, Pianchi says, uh, he, says to, he says, tell Josie to stay away from those crypto investment schemes. They usually go bad and steal your money. Well, it's like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, I don't know much about it. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah, don't invest in things you don't Good. know about. Well, that's why I made the point earlier, and I don't know if Pianchi heard it or not. Yeah. That, uh, what's, what's the product? What are you selling? You know, if I go to Milton Donuts, right, and I buy donuts, uh, you know, I'm going to get donuts in the box. Mm-hmm. I know what I'm getting, okay? So that's, yeah. that's a good investment. You know, I, well, I can't do it right now. i got to lose some weight. But, but the point is, you know what you're getting, mm-hmm. right? If you invest in cryptocurrency, you have no idea what you're getting because it's all manipulated by whoever runs the crypto thing. And so yeah. they get as many. It, it's like Amway. Remember, do you remember Amway? Uh, the, oh, yeah, the, my the, husband the, got in it. <laughs> what did he make any money? No, he was buying more than selling. Okay, so there you go. Right. So if you want to buy stuff cheap, that's a good way to do it. But what Amway does is what you're selling is yourself. Okay? You're not selling yeah. the product. The products are incidental. The products are the distraction. The real thing you're doing is you're selling the ability to make money. And so you make money based on how many people you can get to make money. The more Amway exactly. salespeople you get working for you, the money you make. So you actually don't sell the product because that's a waste of time. What, uh, so what you're investing in is your ability to get other people to sell the product for you. So you sit back and mm-hmm. collect money from them. But you have to pay the person that got you, and they have to pay the person that got them. It's a pyramid scheme, even though I say it's not. But it basically yeah. is. So in other words, but it it's is. a legal pyramid scheme because nobody's, you know, they're, they're not hiding the fact. They just say, here's what, here's what the products cost, and, and here's, here's how much money you make if you get so many people selling for you, okay? But that's, that's the trick, okay? So it's not based yeah. on a real product. I mean, they do have real products, but that's not really what the business is. The business is about getting people to sell for you. Well, stocks are kind of the same way. You know, getting people to sell for you or, or any kind of business like that. Multi-level marketing, I believe, is the term. So in other words, whenever you are getting people to sell your product, you know, you're, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a pyramid scheme. Because the person at the top, of course, the top Amway executives make money from everybody all the way to the, the, the brand new uh, uh, recent entry. Okay, so, so always find out what the product is. So that's why I don't like cryptocurrency because I don't know what the product yeah. is. I don't know what's, what's behind it, what's backing them. You know, the U.S. dollar used to be backed by gold. Now it's not backed by anything, but it is backed by the U.S. economy. You know, if the economy is good, our dollar is strong. So there is, there is backing, although it's not direct. Mm-hmm. Gold as an investment is pretty good if you want to preserve your money. But gold doesn't really gold fluctuate. Gold is king, yeah. Gold mm-hmm. is good. Well, there was a, there was a saying, yeah. I, remember, I remember hearing this on a, on a report oh, several years ago. They're talking about a gold coin, one-ounce gold coin. So if you had a one-ounce gold coin back in Roman times, you could buy a really good toga, you know, a nice belt, get a nice uh, pair of sandals. And, and you, so you get your toga, right? Okay, so toga, 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 for those who saw Animal House, which came out when I was in college, and we all thought it was a documentary, but that's another story. Right. So, so it, but a one-ounce a one gold coin would buy you a decent suit, right, a decent toga, decent belt, and some really good sandals, right? So what is the gold, what gold, you know, gold's like worth $1,900 an ounce. You can get a really good suit, maybe not a $2,000 Armani suit, but you can get a decent suit, right? You can get a really good pair of leather shoes. You can get a belt. You can get a few more things, you know, so, and that's still that same gold coin. So the, the gold coin that bought you a really good outfit in Roman times is still going to buy you a really good outfit today because gold retains its value. 
but it doesn't multiply. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't, what, what do they call that? Compound no. interest. It doesn't compound yeah. like shares. Gold mm-hmm. does not split. Gold coins don't split. That one ounce gold coin is still the same one ounce gold coin a thousand years from now. Hasn't changed. The value has changed, but the gold coin hasn't changed. Whereas a stock can split, multiply, buy, sell, all kinds of new products added. It's much more fluid. So that's the difference. All right. So getting back to the money. So why would, why would Maui, why would the government kill liberals? Let's, let's ask that. Um, that makes no sense. Uh, but we've got a bunch of issues. Let's start with that. So let's, all right, let's so, start with the water. The water. Right, so here's, here's I have, how I, I see I haven't it. heard your, your report talking on Hawaii because I've been very, very busy. But no, I understand. What is I, will, I will summarize Opinion. for you. What's I will summarize on? very simply for you. Okay. Fire Good. requires three elements. It requires fuel. It requires ignition. And it requires oxygen. All those three things were present on Maui. The fuel was all the dry grass, dry trees, dry leaves, because apparently Maui is very dry. I had no idea. I think I've been to Oahu a couple of times, took my daughter there a few years ago. It rained every day at 4 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It was great. Loved it. Oh, so green there. We actually saw the whole island. We didn't just go to uh, Waikiki Beach and hang out with the tourists. We went, the, went from the pineal plantations. We went to uh, way up north where the tube uh, thing is, that, um, that, that curly wave phenomena. Uh, we went out to the, the lava beaches on the West Coast. We went everywhere. Great, great island, a lot of fun. Anyway, it rained a lot, so we didn't care. <laughs> we were in the ocean, you know, swimming in the afternoon. So, anyway. so continue um, with the fire thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I do that. I digress a bit. So anyway, so three things needed for a fire. Fuel. Okay, so the fuel was all the dry grass and dry trees because Maui's a dry environment. Okay? The source of ignition was the power lines. Because I just went over a whole thing before you called in on how uh, Hawaiian Electric, they knew the power lines were bad. They knew they were old. They knew they should have fixed them. They knew what happened with PG&E, which is Pacific Gas and Electric in California. They knew that the power lines break. uh, And if they leave the power on, when those power lines break, then they're going to set fires. Because all that electricity comes spurting out of the power lines. I've seen it happen. I've seen power lines break. I don't know what it looks like. It's pretty, pretty scary. Anyway, so... The, so, so, they, uh, so the ignition source was the power lines. Now, Hawaiian Electric refused to turn the power off. So throughout the entire fires, those power lines, as they broke, they were still fully charged with electricity, and they were starting more fires. So you had multiple mm-hmm. ignition sources all over Maui. So the third element, oxygen. Well, oxygen uh, is everywhere. You, the, the atmosphere is 22% oxygen. But as you know, if you ever fan the flames, as they say, if you want to make a fire bigger, what do you do? You add air. Right. So if you have a blacksmith, they, they had those big bellows, they added air. If you look at any kind of a forge or any kind of a fire, any kind of a, uh, a gas operated anything, um, air, adding air is like a turbocharged engine works better when you force in air. So air forced in yeah. air, you know, makes a fire bigger. So what, what was the forcing air? 75 mile an hour winds. OK, now a hurricane one category one hurricane is 74 miles an hour. OK, so they had they had hurricane force winds. They had dry everything on the island because it's the end of the summer, right? And they had uh, the ignition <laughs> source, the power lines. That's why the fire started. Now, here are the problems. You, there, you're there's... very innocent. You know, I listen to you and I'm thinking. Oh, I know. Americans I'm so innocent. are so innocent. Yeah, okay. But But that's a very logical explanation <laughs> for what happened. what happened. And there's a lot of video evidence to prove it. Okay, so let me finish the. I'll, I'll tell you why. Then you can tell me, tell me what you don't. What, what's wrong with my argument? So those are the things that happened. Now, here are the problems. Okay. The first problem was Hawaiian Electric never fixed their power lines. They left them vulnerable to high winds. That's the first problem. The second problem was the woke idiot that ran the water supply didn't release the water. So they withheld the water because the water is to be revered. 
of course on purpose, mm-hmm. but, but because he's a, he's yep. a woke leftist idiot. That's why he did it. So he wanted to, now, that's what he's saying. Well, that could be that we, that remains to be seen. But the, but uh, the explanation that I've read is that he believes in sacred water. He's going to release it. That could be a bogus story. Yeah, he's, he's, BS. he's a criminal. Whatever they it is. Need to, they need to but, put him away. Oh, I agree with you there. Oh, he, I, I put him away for, for negligent homicide. The fact that he withheld the water and caused all those people to die, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's capital offense. That's, that's life in prison or execution as far as I'm concerned because you killed people by withholding the water. It's like, with, it's like all the doctors that withheld tr- early treatments from people and they died of COVID or, or ventilators or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, ca- that's yeah, a capital crime to too. That's murder. But they will. Yeah. They will. Well, we'll see. All, all right. Anyway, so, but the point behind is. Behind all this killing will right. be put away. Well, I hope so. But whatever the motivation for the guy that withheld the water, he withheld the water. That's the crime. So you can't fight fires without water. Okay. If you've yeah. got if you've got fuel, if you've got an ignition source, and you've got uh, oxygen, you're going to have a fire. So the way you put the fire out is you, you use water to suppress the oxygen, put out the fire, make the materials, you know, take away the fuel. So water takes away the fuel, takes away the oxygen, and it might take away the ignition source. Although I don't recommend and recommend spraying water on open power lines. That can be a problem. <laughs> Especially if the electricity travels back up the water. But anyway, You're but the still point innocent. being, okay, wait yeah. a minute. So, so the water. The, the other problem was they didn't turn on the sirens. There were no warning sirens, so there was no warning of disaster. Nothing. So people didn't turn on their no AM warning. radios. They didn't know there was a fire. So they screwed up. Now, yep. did they screw up because they were negligent, or did they screw up on purpose? That we don't know. But the point is, they on screwed purpose, a hundred percent on purpose. Okay, oh, yeah. and that's that's a valid argument. It's coming out I, everywhere. Right now. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I see it. I see it as a very logical development of exactly the same thing that happened in California, happened in Oregon, happened in Canada. It always happens in liberal places because these liberal idiots don't know how to manage anything. Because they're socialists. They believe, they're I don't just, know what they believe in. Uh-huh. All these people are the children of Satan, literally. They're willing to murder innocent people. They don't care. They really don't care. And this is well, I believe they don't care, but I... But let's let's take some they things don't. to talk about. So you asked for you asked they for my don't. Look, look at what's yeah. happening with the vaccine. Little tiny kids. I had a nurse here uh, last Saturday. She said a 12-year-old was brought into her unit. 12-year-old with a stroke from the double vaccine that her mom gave her. Okay, 12-year-old should not have no freaking stroke. It's, oh, it's a crime. One of the yeah. ladies that I dance with. Uh, she went to Guatemala on a vacation and kind of knew with this gentleman that she met, a young man. And uh, he started having symptoms on Is she a cougar? his stomach. Painful. Oh, wow. Huh? Is she a cougar? Very painful. So by the time they left Guatemala, uh, they said goodbye because they're kind of like, like each other, you know. Right. They're not dating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so guess what? The young man was dead in his apartment for three days. Wow. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. And well, I hear COVID shots kill people. Day. We know COVID shots kill people. The question is, are they trying to yeah. depopulate or are they just trying to make money? Or both? We depopulate and make money. Both. But they'll make yeah. more money if they don't kill people. They'll make more money if they just uh, sell right. the vaccine to as many people as so sell the jab. Con- I shouldn't call it a vaccine. continue with the ho- let me continue with Hawaii before I forget. Oh, uh, sure. Go ahead. So what's happening in Hawaii is all this is well organized, and a lot of people already know that the criminal uh, radical left communists, Democrats, and some Republicans too, they've been trying to get their hands 
on a lot of this uh, land for years and years and years, and the people don't want to sell it because it belongs 200, 300 years ago to their great-great-great-great-grandparents. Uh, so what these people are trying to do, and that, that includes Oprah, okay, because she already bought about 100 acres in Maui. Mm-hmm. Um, they are trying to make this a smart city. Mm-hmm. The, this is going to be the first smart digital city in Maui. Okay. And this is the plan of Zuckerberg, uh, Bill Gates, Oprah, some of the Hollywood, they have all these millions, and uh, George Soros. Always have his nose involved, of course. Uh, oh, just all of them, all of them. And this is what they're doing. Uh, these innocent people are dying because that's what they want. So Hollywood's very involved. All the mansions in Maui did not burn. Nothing, zero. They're still standing. All these famous people with mansions, nothing happened. Nothing. And these people... They had the nerve to shut the water off, but not the electricity. But they, that's really what not happened. There was a lot of people on foot with flamethrowing directly on people, burning them alive. Uh, there are some videos on TikTok, which I know you don't you don't like TikTok. That's why I'm Oh, TikTok is responsible uh, of the Chinese Communist Party. And that'd be just the no, thing the not. CCP would do. No, it's oh, not. sure it is. Of course, that's, that's all say, that's documented. No, that's well documented. No, it's not. You're yeah, going to find out different because okay. a lot of the truth is coming out on TikTok. <laughs> so I yeah, but it's still, it's still Chinese, it, it, it comes from it. China. TikTok comes from China. I mean, everybody knows that. No. It's directed, it's yeah, directed but, to the Chinese Communist Party, and what they do is they, it's a data mining program. So the whole program is so when you sign up for TikTok. So why are they all the truth that is going on? Why? Well, is it the truth? That's the question. See, no. uh, you know, There's if I if I was the Chinese out, Communist Party, if I was the Chinese Communist Party and I wanted to cause disruption in the United States, I would say that the U.S. government is, is, is killing people with flamethrowers. That's something I would say. If I were the Chinese Communist Party, that's what I would say. I don't believe it. No. People from Maui releasing videos, and not only on TikTok. There's uh, other reports. Okay, if you have a video, and disgusting as it would be to see it, uh, of a video of a U.S. government military person or a U.S. government person, bureaucrat, she, you know, firing flamethrowers on people? Yes, yes. It's happening. Okay, if you've got it, that video, okay, if you've got documented now, video, affidavit, signed, the whole bit, I'll take a look at them. But until then, they have that's a lot outrageous. Of stuff. Okay. Now so what about they have the, the Marines. Uh-huh. Wait, now they have the Marines coming in instead of just the Coast Guard. Not the Coast Guard. Uh, what do you call that? The ones oh, that come when there's a nice... Red Cross? FEMA and the... Uh, National Guard, excuse me. National Guard. Oh, National Guard. Okay. Well, Red Cards are corrupt, just like FEMA. Uh, So Mm -hmm. now they're sending a bunch of Marines to see what's really going on because uh, this is not good, what's happening Mm -hmm. in Maui. Not good at all. These people are Um, criminals. No, I, I believe they're criminals. I mean, most anybody in government is criminal. Well, you mentioned a few more things I want to go over. Um, You talked about lasers. Uh, Are you talking about uh, Mm -hmm. DEW? Direct direct energy weapons, things like that. Yes. And how were they used? With airplanes. They have a lot of videos. A lot of people were taking video. What the heck is going on? And they were just sapping all the areas that they wanted to. Because you know, Greg, a fire does not melt metal. 
and that's what they were showing. Well, fires can get metal on the can. Melting. Fires can get hot enough to melt metal. No, not really. Not no. not insulated metal like the World Trade Center, which we'll be talking about soon because we're coming up to 9-11 That's again. the same thing. That's what they we'll do be, over there, too. We'll be doing a whole special on uh, reversing the Patriot Act. They, that, that's they probably purposely my head. brought the towers uh-huh. down. They purposely uh-huh. bombed the Oklahoma bombing that was purposely done. These people been at it for years, but the American people been sleeping for a long time. But a lot of people so, are waking up finally. Not in, so why, not why Maui? Enough. Why, why Maui? Why was Maui targeted, do you think? I just told you. They want to make the first the first smart digital city. Okay. That's well, I have an article on that from the people that are doing it. So we're going to take a look. I wanted to go over this with Brianna, too. So this is uh, – the website is events.govtech.com slash Hawaii Digital Government. So this is the Hawaii Digital Government Summit. I've already posted on the Special Investigations page. Overview. It says – Misleading social media posts have been circulating falsely, uh, asserting that the Hawaii Digital Government Summit, which is held in Honolulu each year, is aimed at transforming mm-hmm. Maui into the first smart island. So they're already saying that that's false. Now, uh, that, that could be completely false. Too. Of course okay. they're going to say that because the internet I know, but is that, corrupt. But it's just interesting. From the internet. But isn't that interesting that they're already on? This is already happening. So they're already, they're already. It's like when they said the vaccine is safe and effective. We never believed that for a second because it's, it's uh, you of know, course. injurious and deadly. Right. Then it says these claims are incorrect and do not align with the summit's annual focus. Oh, really? This is like mm-hmm. Event 201. Was Event 201? No, that wasn't about COVID, even though it was exactly about COVID. You know, and suppressing media. Exactly. Uh, so, but but what I want to say is that the 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 information on this digital summit is out there. So we get, we get to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people always trip up somewhere. They always say something. They always have code They because they, they believe their own propaganda. And they, are, they always make a mistake. I just have to find their mistake. Then it says the event is designed to facilitate collaboration among public and private sector IT professionals. Well, whenever you have government and private partnerships, that's called fascism. Okay? So this is obvious. This is already – they've already given it away. Right? If you combine public and private sector IT professionals – that's probably artificial intelligence. This is a fascist cabal already. So I told you they would trip themselves up. So, so they've already admitted that they're fascist. Okay? So now whether they're a smart city or not, we're, we're going to keep reading and see what they say. Because most people, like I say, they give away. Uh, they give away what they're doing. It's like uh, the FBI regulating all of social media uh, through Facebook, uh, Instagram, things like that. Twitter. Twitter. The FBI, yeah. mm-hmm. the FBI and, and social media cooperated in a fascist enterprise combining government and private corporations into a single entity. Okay. That's what these guys are doing. They're combining government and private sector IT people, uh, internet and technology people into a single entity. That's fascism. Okay. So now we know what they're up to. All right. Then it says, and uh, it kind of has some on this too. So maybe you can stick around. Uh, oh, here we go. Here's the AP again. The same people that gave us a better story. Conspiracy theories falsely tie Maui wildfires to smart cities and conferences. Okay, so now they're trying to make it look like an idiot. But let's see what this thing actually says. Let's go back to my. Um, so everything, uh, my, 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 everything that they say that is not true, it's the truth. <laughs> probably. <laughs> like they lie up on the mask. They lie on the shots. They lie about everything. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, let's see what else it says. It says the digital summit. Okay, this is going to be fun. We're going to spend some time on this, probably with Brianna next week, too. The Digital Government Summit brings together technology-focused public sector professionals with leading industry partners, again, fascist, 
to connect on innovative approaches, get inspired, and discover new technologies. Join us and let's improve the future of government together. But where's we the people? Set up to to a a fascist cabal of government and uh, high-tech people to create a better government. This is supposed to come from we the people and the elected officials. So not only are they fascists, they're, they're, uh, they're like a coup. They've totally taken over for the representative government. There's no mention here of the Hawaii legislature. There's no, there's no mention here of the city councils or the county government. It's just it's uh, Digital Government Summit brings together government and industry. But I, I don't see any legislators here, which are the people that actually make the laws, right? Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe I don't believe the internet at all, Greg, because uh, well, they're all but look in what it. they're saying. But if you look at what they're saying and you look at what they're not saying, then you can get a good picture. Mm-hmm. So this is the 2023 oh, well. Hawaii Digital Summit. Oh, do you have something to say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. All right. So I'll just read this last bit. Then we can talk about all the COVID, how we're going to resist all the COVID mandates. This year's summit will bring together public sector and industry innovators to better understand and navigate these ever-changing and challenging times. In other words, how best to suppress information and rule people. That's what they think. Says, I'm excited to hear your thought-provoking, inspiring, I'm excited to hear uh, thought-provoking, inspired speakers and have a meaningful discussion in September. And that's uh, Douglas Murdoch, the Chief Information Officer, State of Hawaii. So this is a bureaucrat industrial conference. It's exactly the same as the FBI and social media. It's exactly the same. Guess who's speaking there? Governor Josh Green, governor of Hawaii, the person that is rumored to be wanting to take all that property that was destroyed and make it state property. Did you hear about that? Yeah, they want to take it away from people. They're being How about forced. that? Yeah. Yeah. And he's on the dollar. Yeah. yeah, that I do believe. And so, so then, he, then he had this, uh, this really quick uh, statement. Oh, that's not true. We're not trying to do that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> that that, yes, that makes are. Really sense. Okay, yeah. So and the, mentally, the lasers, and the, the flamethrowers, the no. And, mm-hmm. and the mentally ill in the White House, supposedly, uh, he's going on a vacation instead of going to Hawaii. I wonder why. No, he went to Hawaii. No, he's in Hawaii yeah. now. But he, he, but he left from – he went on a California yes? vacation he went on a California vacation, then he went to Hawaii. Oh, sure. Uh, what? I, I mean, all expense paid. Well, I bet you that I bet you spend like an hour on Maui, and then they head for Oahu and go to Waikiki Beach. What do you bet? You know, <laughs> you know, he's not doing any work. But actually, the, anyway, we're safer when we're safer uh-huh. when he's on vacation. We are. We're just safer when he's on vacation. Well, he's always on vacation. What are you talking about? Obama's well, running the show. Yeah, and oh, yeah, right well, now. now who was who was I talking to recently? Um, actually, my uh, uh, progressive reporter from the West Coast, Bianca Von Krieg, was telling us about um, the real power is not, uh, yeah, Obama's got to be pardoned. I think he has more than, than she's talking about. But uh, the old executive but office you, building, that thousand employees but, that are White House staff that are next to the White House, they're the ones that are running things because they're all Obama people. Yeah, go ahead. But, you know, the truth will come out and the truth mm-hmm. will set us free. Because since Donald Trump is in full control of state for he's I'm, I guarantee you he has evidence of all the fire and everything else that he has. He's keeping track of all the uh, MSN, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa. That's what we were told. Uh, but the truth will come out soon. Okay, I wanted to give a quick report uh, mm-hmm. on Ukraine. Yeah, tell me. Uh, so far, so far, four hundred thousand dead 
soldiers in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And um, from the sky, somebody seen 135,000 fresh graves being dug in, you know, open. Uh, this was reported by uh, Michael Savage. But, of course, people Hollywood and everybody say, oh, you're a liar. That's not true. Uh, Ukraine is winning. No, it's not. No, it's and not. I love my people in the Ukraine. No, Ukraine mm-hmm. is not winning. Uh, Ukraine uh, never could is, win. Do you remember, remember six no, months before the no war? Remember six months before the war started. Remember when uh, Dr. Peter Pry was telling us that this is easily avoidable. That just don't recognize, don't let uh, Ukraine into NATO. Don't even think about it. In fact, the best thing that uh, NATO could have done to stop everything is just pull back to the original uh, Warsaw Pact um, NATO lines. You know, along the old Iron Curtain, just say, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to stop here. This is it. This is as far as we go. That's what they should have done. But they didn't. They pushed all the way up to uh, the yeah. Russian border, guaranteeing a war. And why did they want a war? Because the military-industrial complex gets rich. The Washington people get rich. <clears throat> the bankers get rich. And the people that build the weapons get rich. Yeah. They don't care how many Ukrainians yeah. die. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like COVID. And as long as they make money on the jab, they don't care how many Americans die from it. That's not the point. No, it's it's a plan since late sixties, really. This uh, I I just couldn't believe how bad it is. Uh, David Martin was reporting the whole thing. They have mm-hmm. all the evidence. They have everything. Um, on this uh, Ukraine, uh, it's been well organized years ago. So it's everything that we're going through. These people have a lot of patience. These criminals are are killers. They don't care if they have to wait twenty years, thirty years. 40 years. So what's the purpose they of the war? They want to do what they want Other to do. Other than what's yeah. the purpose of the war? They have created all the war. Oh, um, I know that. The war, in the, Ukraine, the war in the Ukraine, Putin is rescuing, I think, over 50,000 kids already from underground child trafficking. He has destroyed 35 bioweapon labs. There's 11 left that they're untouched. Uh, they have destroyed uh, Biden's mansion with bioweapon labs underground. So it's Oprah. I forgot where her mansion was with bioweapon labs on, under her mansion. She's got a mansion in Ukraine? Uh, I'm not sure if it was Ukraine, uh, Greg. Uh, I, I forgot exactly where her mansion is, but they have found all that. So they're busy working, uh, the Trump team, with Putin and all these people, let me tell you. And, uh, of course, Everything's supposed to be a lie, so the American people don't see what's really going on. But Putin is tired, sick and tired of putting up with all these bioweapons, like, next door to his place. And the people from Crimea, the reason uh, Russia took Crimea is because they were begging, literally begging Russia, them, like, hostage or whatever, as long as they took, took over instead of Zelensky or whoever was running the country before. Uh, before Zelensky, because he's so corrupt, so corrupt. And uh, well, as I understand Ukraine it, the, the, uh, the Ukraine were completely oppressing the Crimean folks. Crimeans are Russians. They speak Russian. They're ethnic Russians, you know, and they're next to no, Russia. Russia had a bridge a lot, over no, there. No, but there's a lot of a lot of Ukrainian city right there. And next to it, I bought a uh, I bought a six bedroom uh, home, which I really? cannot visit because it's uh, yeah. I bought a home, and we made it into a big church, and we were secretly bringing food for people that they were starving. This is the Ukrainian government starving his own people, and Russia rescued them. Oh, yeah. 
there's so many families that they were rescued by Russia during this war, like big. Well, that's big it. Groups that's it in Crimea. That's what I understand. Crimea was was that uh, Ukraine was basically invading this place. Uh, it's their own country, but they're totally oppressing the people there. You know, segregating them out, treating them horribly, and they were like begging Russians to come in, the Russians to come in and save them from their own government in Ukraine. And so no, that's why lot, the Russians took over Crimea. Ukrainians. Yeah, there was a lot of Ukrainians uh, in Crimea. Yeah. Well, how did but they get? Like, how did they take Ukraine? How did they take Crimea without firing a shot? I mean, they just walked in and took it. How'd that happen? I don't know. They just took it. Because so, because the people wanted because, the Russians to be there. That's why. How else would you the, do it? The people they did fire a shot. Russia, yeah, and they want, yeah, Russians. The people right. really want. The people really want for Russia to take over Ukraine, but that's not what Russia wants. All Russia wants is to get rid of all these bioweapon labs because it's a threat. They're building, they're creating billions of mosquitoes with uh, uh, malaria. Uh, no, what do you call that? Uh, yeah, that they give no, malaria. you uh, You're right. sickness. Yeah. yeah, that's malaria. Uh, There's a bunch the, of things. Yeah. yeah, let's get Pianki in the conversation. Do you see all the, they're like crickets in California by millions Right now, eating all the the different uh, vegetables and things, they release those too. Yeah, it's it it is insane, insane. Mm, yeah, I'm gonna have to look into more yeah. that because I know they have locust swarms periodically in California, but I I don't know no, about crickets. Is, they have never seen anything like it. People are complaining. Where is it? Where like, is it? And uh, I don't know, Sacramento, California. Uh, I have friends there. I can find out. One of the out. areas. Okay. Yeah, there's so many people can barely even get out of the door. They're freaking out. Sounds uh, like it's been a going on for the last few weeks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let me take a look into that. Um, Pianchi? No, the the uh, story on this Chinese link bio lab in mm-hmm. California that was discovered, and they were experimenting with. Mice with mm-hmm. malaria, COVID, and other diseases. And that has been a way of using bio as a weapon, is infected mice and rats and turn them loose in a city. Matter of fact, there was a story that was done on that back in 1939 with a guy by the name of uh, Schuler. He worked for the. He wrote articles for the Pittsburgh Courier, and he wrote a fictional, which a lot of things in it have became uh, reality, like video phones. But there's one story in his uh, contributions every week that turned into a book called Black Empire, where they did use mice in order to take out a country. So. Funny how ideas come to reality at some point in time. And Josie, stay away from the cryptocurrency arbitrage schemes. You use illusion money as a secret steal. They do what's called a rug pull and run off with your money. You're going to trade cryptocurrency, do it on the Forex. But you have to do it yourself. Well, I'm not investing any on those losers. But I was just kind of curious if you guys know about it. But. Thank you for the info. How are you, Bianchi? I haven't talked to you in a long time. I'm doing fine. 
But this uh, bio lab, the Chinese, you got Chinese nationals in the United States that's doing things like uh, trying to prevent legislation in states that forbid the leasing and purchase of state property, state lands by U.S. adversaries like China. And the Chinese, like in Louisiana that was in the country on visas working at LSU, would show up at the hearings and try to convince the legislatures not to pass the bill because they say it affects us. So there's a lot of things going on in this country right about now, as we always see, can see, that needs to be looked into a little bit more closely, especially BioLabs. How many more of those are in the U.S.? How's people coming up with uh, malaria in the state of Maryland? Liberal state, sanctuary cities, illegal aliens. And we, and we haven't Easy seen people. malaria in 20 years in, a, in the United States, you know? So it's well organized, this whole thing. No, it's very easy to, to explain. You've got uh, 15 million illegal aliens coming in with tuberculosis, malaria, measles. You know, they've got parasites. They've got amoebas. They've got uh, all kinds of horrible things, mm-hmm. lice, you name it. They're just coming in the country. There's no health checks. There's no uh, disease checks. There's no COVID checks. There's no, uh, not that COVID's that much of a problem. There's no criminal checks. There's no nothing. You brought an entire criminal no, class this- into this country. And they're bringing but besides in with them. that, the, the, mos- mm-hmm. the mosquitoes were released. Uh, Bill Gates paid for billions of mosquitoes to be released in different cities. They made them in the, the Ukraine. Way they caught this, mm-hmm. The way they caught this lab is that an inspector, Bill inspector, noticed a water hose that was connected to, I think it was connected to the hydrant. Well, if you're producing things in a bio lab, you would not connect a water hose to a hydrant because you have a chance of doing back contamination into the water system. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be just handy, wouldn't it? Especially waterborne uh, viruses, diseases, or, or you know, because the most the, the worst one was polio. It was waterborne. Cholera is waterborne yeah. too. Uh, I think typhoid uh, is waterborne as well. Some of the other ones are airborne. You know, the plague was uh, flea, flea bites, malaria is mosquito bite, uh, malaria parasite. Uh, but we haven't seen malaria because we haven't had this many illegal aliens, you know. And, uh, but we still have different bugs in Florida, like Zika. We have the Zika flu and some different things like that. You still have Rocky Mountain spotted fever and Lyme disease and things like that. So still bugs. Bugs have always had diseases. People, some people are allergic you read to the you know, story. things die. Of, go ahead. You read the story associated with this this lab with mm-hmm. the thousands of vials unmarked that was just sitting around. You had dead mice, live mice, and anyone that has ever hooked up a uh, landscape watering system at your home, you know you have to have what's called a backflow preventer hmm. to prevent the water in that system from going back into Hooking, going oh, back water? into your water supply, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So something's going on with this. They need to investigate. It's the same well, thing that was being leveled about the Ukraine in Russia. I got to look at the mosquito thing because, first of all, as Pianki and I have talked about a bunch of times, local law enforcement and county sheriffs can do a lot. Uh, if the county sheriff found somebody releasing mosquitoes in their county, they could arrest them. That's a bioweapon. That's mass murder. 
<clears throat> that's terrorism. There's all kinds of things these people could be arrested for. But so far, nobody's been arrested that I know of. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this story. I'm thinking, what's going on? Well, let's look it up right now, see what we can find. Mosquito release. Because I don't know what's going on. With, I don't know how they would do that, and nobody would notice. You know, where, where they bring the mosquitoes, where they're growing them. It doesn't take long to grow mosquitoes. But how are they uh, in, injecting them with malaria? They've got to have the malaria parasite. How come they're not being killed themselves? Uh, so. Well, you can, uh, you can produce mice gone. with your bubonic plague. Well, no, it's the flea. It's the flea that causes the plague. Well, yeah, the mice carry. The mice, the mice a flea can, carry hit your hike, can hit your hit, A flea can hit your ride on a mouse, get, go a lot further with a mouse legs than their little legs. And of course, they <laughs> they can't fly around in the hot sun because they would evaporate. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what we got here. Let's take it. Let's do a little search. See what the the web has for us. Well, bottom bottom line is, when we're in the womb, they're trying to murder us. So what do you expect when you come out of the womb? They're after you every every way you can think of. They're trying to kill us. You know, since it were, they murder you in the womb, and then they're upset when you come out. You know, so yeah, they all over know. the world. I, done, I put that yeah. article out how they got these organizations that's in these schools discussing with kids by masturbating and all those things, young kids, you know, two or three-year-old. Parents parent need to take their children out of schools, public schools, need to be shut down. No, I've said that for years. A you've got to close all the public schools. Yeah, now. you've been saying that for a long time, I know. Uh-huh. You're right. Well, I remember, okay. remember COVID 2020. Yeah. As soon as the schools closed down, all the teachers went to, uh, you know, Buenos Aires to go uh, camp out on the beach for a few months. I said, close the schools down, sell the buildings, sell them to private schools, start a brand new private system, and, you know, be done with it. And everybody said I was crazy. Nah, it didn't look so crazy now. All right. But the good thing, 1.5 or 1.2 million children did not return to public school. Their parents opened their eyes. Thank That's God. Good. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen with now? Brianna's not going to be able to make the third hour. So let's let's talk for a little bit. Josie, if you can stay extra, that's great. If not, I understand. But what do y'all want to do about mandates? Because uh, we're going to have to fight back. And so we might also get geared up now. So what? Uh, what the new mandates have? coming up? Twenty four election, which we're not even going to have. Uh, but they're criminals. They plan everything years before things happen. You know. So. This is all a plan, again, and people are stupid if they believe. You know, there's still people walking around with a mask. There's a woman that came to my Zumba <laughs> class in a mask, in a mask, and you know. Do, do you look at them and say, more of your, uh, do you point at them and laugh? We're going to start shaming these people. Gonna start shaming no, them. I didn't so laugh, them, but, but I told her, I said, sweetie, you're going to suffocate because when you're jumping, dancing, and doing all that stuff, the chemicals come more powerful than normal when you breathe in regular. I said, sweetie, you're going to suffocate yourself. I said, I'm not trying to criticize your mask, but uh, if you need air, you need to slip it off and you're going to be fine. What did you do before all this happened? You just breathe, get a little virus, and the body's Yeah, you all made it through flu season for however many years you've been alive. Yeah. So what's the, what's, what's the big Stupid. deal with the COVID? Yeah. Some people are still panicking. I I still have customers walking in with a mask. And there's, I just noticed a couple in the Spanish jar yesterday that we have, 
there's a couple that come and everybody's looking at them because they're fully masked and plastic gloves, and they don't want to oh. get next to no one. <laughs> I'm like, then don't go to church. You gotta be kidding. Stay away. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. my answer is for but social I, distance, we I, need social distance group hugs. Okay. So that's my answer. We're gonna start group hugging. Every, just random them. strangers. Yeah. In fact, oh, maybe we should start a hug a person with a mask campaign. How about that? just go up and hug him? Understand? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? So anybody with a mask, do you need a hug? Let me get. Let me get. We should get closer. <laughs> no, don't touch me. Stay away. Why? You're wearing a mask. What are you worried about? <laughs> yeah. So, so we 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 have to start a hug a mask wearer campaign. That's. I'm gonna write that down. I like that. Hug a mask wearer. What do you guys think I, of that? I upset my uh, OBG when I went for my routine check last year. She insists that I put my mask on. If not, she was not gonna take care of me. I said, Well, I guess your mask doesn't work. Obviously, she didn't like that yeah. at all. Because <laughs> she had her mask on. I said, uh-huh. excuse me. I said, uh, you insist for me to wear a mask, but you have a mask on. You're protective. So I yeah, think your mask about? doesn't work. Yeah. She says, I'm not. She goes, I'm not taking a look at you, examine you, if you're not putting the mask on. If not, you can walk right out of the room. What a witch. This is the <laughs> women's group, by the way. They're criminals. Oh. They're criminals. They yeah. have well, they have posters they have posters in every room for all the poor, poor uh, pregnant women to get the shots because they get money for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's a racket. I mean, this, this, that's see that's behind this. I don't think they're trying to kill everybody. I don't see the depopulation. I see yeah. it as I, I, okay, but I see it as, as money. It's like the tobacco companies. You know, they they just see the fact that people died of lung cancer as a as a cost of doing business. So they just find newer markets and younger and younger customers. That's how they get around that. They don't care. Tobacco companies didn't care that they were killing people. They just wanted to make money selling tobacco, which they could have done healthy if they had just regular, just raw tobacco and nothing else. It's all the chemicals and all the other crap they put in that was killing people. Um, but they didn't care about that. All right. So, but, but what killed them was liability. So here's the same thing too. So if vaccines are safe and effective, then let's put full liability, product liability, just like the cigarette companies have. Then we'll see how long they last. And if they take them off the market, then we knew they were never safe. Here's something interesting I just found. This is an article by Chris Young, uh, and this is in Interesting Engineering from 2021, April 2021. It says a company just released 150,000 genetically modified mosquitoes in the United States. So they're actually writing about this before this became a problem. It says the Bill Gates-backed biotech firm Oxitech, O-X-I-T-E-C, which I'll have to take a look up. Is going, to, is going ahead with plans to release hundreds of millions of gene-altered mosquitoes in Florida in order to test an extreme new form of population control. Yeah, that's what they say. The company confirmed in a press release. So they actually confirmed it. So I'm going to read it, and I'm going to look up this company, Oxitech, and just start doing some research. This is the initial batch of mosquitoes was released this week. The controversial project conducted as part of a partnership between the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District, the FKMCD, and Oxitech. We'll see six locations in the region host Oxitech's gene hacked male Aedes aegypti mosquitoes, I guess it's from Egypt, uh, over the next few months. Oxitech announced a collaboration with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation in 2018, says the new test could help greatly reduce populations of mosquitoes breed, uh, of the mosquito breed, which is responsible for spreading diseases such as dengue, that would be dengue fever, and malaria. Interesting. So what they're saying is they released 150,000 genetically modified mosquitoes to prevent them from making more mosquitoes because the mosquitoes released were male. 
All right, and they don't bite, so they're they're the good they're the safe ones. Says, uh, well, here's yeah. the thing with that. Uh huh. When you take when you take one species from one geographical area and mm-hmm. take them to another geographical area, you don't know mm-hmm. what the heck's going to happen. Exactly. I knew they tried. You... I knew that was tried with a tree that grew on, alongside the Nile. It's called the acacia tree, mm-hmm. and they tried to grow it in the United States, and the fruit that it produced was toxic. It would kill you. Interesting. So I don't know how the people of Florida, or even the government, would allow something like that. Where is the liability? Yeah, is there a liability? Uh, one would think. <laughs> you know, you release 150,000 mosquitoes that they say are male. How do you know they're male? Do they count them? <laughs> you know, and and they said that uh, they can't breed. They transgender. How do, you, how do you know they can't breed? Well, you know, nature has a way of of converting. <laughs> it's like uh, some 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 animals. They're transgender. What? Exactly. No, I heard him, but, but I think he's right. How do you? Well, bugs will do that. Bugs will switch their sex depending on the situation. How do you know they're all male? They have no idea. You know, they might have. Uh, what if they became female? Bugs, bugs do weird things. You what know, if they reproduced? What I'm saying is, know, it was a stupid this criminal, idea. These criminals are attacking women all the way, including with mm-hmm. the mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. So the gene, so, but this is how stupid these people are. It says, it says the firm says, you know, Aedes aegypti accounts for only four percent of the mosquito population in Florida, but it's responsible for almost all disease transmission. So we know what kind of mosquito it is. Okay, so rather than do something genetically to kill it, they decide to release 150,000 more of them. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? Well, they're trying <laughs> to sterilize. They, they're trying to sterilize the native mosquito, but supposedly right. bite a, a female and sterilize her. Yeah, that made more sense. So, so release a bunch of uh, well, because females still bite though. That's the problem. That's where the disease transmission comes from. So, so still, the method is controversial due to the fact that a genetically altered species, and Pianchi says you don't know what's going to happen once you start doing that stuff, right? Is being released into an ecosystem with potentially unknown consequences. How about that? Critics have also pointed to the fact that this may open doors for firms to use gene-altered invasive species for other uncontrolled projects. In other words, they have no idea what the hell they're doing, which is just what Bill Gates and uh, Dr. Fast, you know, uh, in fact, I haven't said his full title for a while, the genocidal, psychopathic, uh, avaricious, narcissistic, uh, pathologically lying vaccine drug pusher. I got got to practice that. I might be on Tucker's show one day. Anyway. Hey, hey, Greg. Um, yes, ma'am. I got to go. Okay. I know I'm at the store, but I have to get ready to. Uh, I still have to work a little bit with the chickens in the back. Say hi so, to the chickens for me. Have a great bark, bark. day. Yeah. Bark, bark. Yes. Chicken. Shameless plug. Tell me about your store. See if uh, if they have made the purchase of all in your area illegal. If you can't buy what? off to keep the mosquitoes off of you, then you know something's going on. Yeah. Where does that happen? I've, so, I've heard something about that, but I haven't, I haven't got any details. Oh, you got to go. Let's, let's get your store. And, I got to uh, go. I got to go. Yep. So, guys, have a blessed day. It was nice talking to you again and your audience. Uh, see you next time. You can visit Roots me at Uniform, Roots Uniform Shop. Shop. There we go. On Olive Road, 2009 Olive Road. God bless you guys. Paka. Goodbye in uh, Russian. Ciao. Dosvidania. Adios. Bye. Yes. Vidazane. Adios. Goodbye. Ciao. <laughs> Sayonara. Ciao. <laughs> what else have we got? Ah, busy day. Yeah. 
So uh, Brianna started school and she's got like schedule conflicts, so she couldn't make it this morning, which is too bad. So hopefully we'll get her next week. That uh, we'll see. Anyway, yeah. So this uh, OxyTech, we had to figure out this company faced a backlash August 2020 when they originally released uh, originally released its Florida Key plans. Anyway, there's more to it. The OxyTech technology has already been tested in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, interesting. So they want to get rid of the Brazilians because they had uh, they're independent too. Where after 13 weeks, it suppressed up to 95% of the mosquito species. Mm. Well, a lot of people eat mosquitoes. As much as I detest mosquitoes, frogs eat them, dragonflies eat them. I mean, they're part of the food chain. Yeah, flies, uh, uh, bats. Use yeah. the natural way. We talk yeah. about uh, being green and everything else in all other aspects of life. So why don't you just release some bats? Yeah. Why aren't they breeding naturally anyway? You know, I mean, this is what usually happens. The predator-prey relationship is pretty, pretty straightforward. That if you get a whole bunch more prey, you get a whole bunch more predators. And then when the predators eat the prey, then the predators die off. And then the prey increases. I mean, it kind of, it's kind of like a wave formation. And it goes up and down all the time. You know, it's like kangaroos. They don't give birth during incredibly dry seasons. But if you get a little green, then they all have joeys. <laughs> you know, this is how it works. I think kangaroo can stay pregnant for like two years, waiting for good conditions. It's kind of weird, but, you know, nature, nature finds a way. You know, we all watched uh, Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum. Nature finds a way. So you don't have to. So all these mad scientists with their gene-altered mosquitoes to curb the population, that's got to be temporary because you know the, the natural population is going to come roaring back again. Because it can, cause if you get rid of all those mosquitoes for no reason, without a natural control on them, right, they're just going to breed again. The ones that are left, you yeah, can reduce well, the population. Do, why would you do that anyway? I don't know. Why would you do Good question. Is, is something wrong with the mind? And then I wouldn't trust a Chinese national having uh, well, if they national, but I wouldn't trust that. I wouldn't trust it. No, That's I wouldn't trust What they do in their own people. country. Oh, China? Oh, yeah. The Chinese hate the Chinese Communist Party. You know, but uh, Josie, I, I love having Josie on, even though I disagree with a lot of her... Uh, uh, ideas and reports simply because it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense that our government would be uh, killing people with flamethrowers in the Maui fires. Um, the, so they the, wouldn't the use la- no lasers, that's for sure. Someone yeah, I mean, said lasers- that China was. Someone said yeah, that China was pointing lasers at uh, Hawaii. Not don't buy that either. What, how do you how do you uh, take account of the curvature of the Earth? <laughs> well, it's got to be from a satellite, and how come nothing else got hit on the way? You know, so again, the logic and reason filter. Why would they do it, and how would they do it? You know, and what's in their interest? Why? Why is it in their interest to? I mean, the, their interest is in buying property on Maui, not in destroying it. And Oprah wouldn't have no damn house in the Ukraine. They ain't that friendly to blacks. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Oh, speaking of of uh, black folks, uh, Winston Sears, the. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Governor in uh, Virginia. Um, I'm going to try to get her on the show. I've got some uh, contacts uh, that are that uh, work with her, getting her at different places. So we might have her on the show soon, which could be great. That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many things. Well, what do you think of? Let me ask you this. What do you think of uh, Chadwick Moore coming on the show Thursday? He's the one that wrote the book Tucker. Well, it's interesting the thing that Tucker is uh, being able to achieve. Uh, that's something that's very well needed. Yeah, but what if what if he likes what we do here and talks to Tucker about our show and our legislation? I mean, Tucker would be the first major reporter to report on us. 
Wouldn't that be interesting? Well, it would be your opportunity, so make sure you get all your P's and Q's prepared. Well, I've already started, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, um, I've already got my, my, my list of questions I started yesterday as soon as I found out he was coming on the show. So, yeah, I'll be ready. And I don't yeah, blame Trump. Matter of fact, I think it's a good move not to show up to know the base. Biden didn't show up at the base, did he? No. But he didn't have to. He was being appointed by the Democrat Party. He didn't even have to run. You know, they were stealing the election for him. They they stole it from from Bernie Sanders. Well, I didn't too much like Bernie either. You can't get no, I don't. I don't like him, but that's not the point. The point is, uh, you know, I respect his. his He he. I respect his stand on his positions. He's genuine. He's a genuine socialist. He believes in socialism. He's a genuine socialist. He doesn't waver from his positions. He doesn't, you know, change the argument to suit the political wind. He's always a socialist. Okay, I can deal with that. I yeah, just disagree I agree. with him. That's all. I agree with yeah. you on that point. He has a right to run. Absolutely. Like they're trying to use the 14th Amendment to keep Trump from running this. That there's a bunch of misinformation. You know, another thing, okay. uh, according, if you read the uh, Federal Registry back during that period, the 14th Amendment was not properly ratified. By the way, didn't have enough people. I've heard that for look a few minutes. Didn't have yeah, enough states or what? Look at, you can read the Federal Registry, which is nothing more than a diary of what goes on right. in the chambers. When you do the you roll the, call, you count you the, the congressional. No, that's, that's the congressional record. The Federal Registry is for the regulatory agencies. Yeah, congressional records. Well, the congressional records, okay. yes, yes. Yeah. Mhm. So I send people to the right place. <laughs> and Norm was the thirteenth, thirteenth item. So how did they do that? So wait a minute. Now, of course, this is right after the Civil War. Had the was the representation in Congress a little crazy? Or are you talking about the states that didn't ratify it? The states didn't ratify. It. Mississippi didn't ratify the Thirteenth Amendment until I think in nineteen seventy six. That's pretty wild. But are there enough states now that have ratified it? So, uh, yeah, now. Okay. All right. So that's definitely not properly ratified. So that's right. So it could be challenged on that ground. Uh, do you uh, – well, the 14th Amendment is too long. They should have just stuck with the first section. That would make – You're right. Sense. What has it got, about six sections? Well, let's Something go like let's, let's take a look real quick. Yeah, at least three. Uh, it's got four. And some of them make sense four. and some of them don't. So the first one is the one that makes the most sense. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof, which means no person of subject to another country, no, no person of another citizenship, are citizens of the United States and of the state and wherein they reside. So that's the good one. You can't abridge the privileges and limitations. And everybody gets, uh, can't deprive a person of life, liberty, or property without due process, nor uh, can you deny equal protection. Okay, so that's the, that's the good section. Second section I don't know about it. It says, representatives shall be apportioned among the several states according to their respective numbers, uh, counting the whole number of persons in each state, excluding Indians not taxed. So in other words, this is the amendment that, where they used to exclude back, black people from being counted or count two-thirds. would change that, if I remember my history. So, but when the right to vote at any election for the choice of electors for president and vice president of the United States, representatives in Congress, representatives in the state, are members of the... Uh, okay. So this is where it gets interesting. Now, this is a part that's caused a lot of confusion. This is when the right to vote in any election for the choice of electors for president and vice president of the United States, representatives in Congress, the executive and judicial officers of a state 
or the members of the legislature thereof is denied to any of the male inhabitants of such state being 21 years of age and citizens of the United States or in any way abridged abridged except for participation in rebellion, right? And that's what they're trying to get Trump on or other crime. The basis of representation therein shall be reduced in the proportion to which the number. See, this this never should have been there. This never should have been the Constitution. This whole section. No, and the people that's using that as dumb is is a box of sand. Yeah, but what they're saying is that this says that only males can vote, and that's not that's not what the Fourteenth Amendment says. Fourteenth Amendment does not deny anybody the vote. It only says if you deny, and they're, they're wrong when they said this. It says if the vote is denied to any of the male inhabitants. Um. Then they got. Then there's a problem. However, what it, it doesn't say that women can't vote. It doesn't say well, that. Well, they had to come uh, along later can. on and introduce an amendment that allowed women to vote. No, but you didn't have to. Though, there was nothing in the Constitution that prevented women from voting. That's what I'm saying. Women could have voted. Any state could have passed the right for women to vote. So the only thing that happened in the early 1900s was the vote for for women nationally. But there's nothing in the Constitution well, yeah, that says it, women can't it, vote. Well, any of those is basic is on federal elections. They have nothing to do with state elections. Right. But state what I'm local. saying is the the states states constitution when it was written gave the states the power over elections, state legislatures. But there's nothing. Uh, now there are states that banned, you know, folks from voting, women, blacks, things like that. But but there's nothing in the constitution. So the the constitution is being misused. Look at let's look at the third section. No person shall be a senator or representative in Congress or elected to who having previously taken an oath as a member of Congress or an officer support the Constitution of the United States that has engaged oh here we go. Any person that shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. Well that was about the Confederacy. See the Fourteenth Amendment was really to punish the South, you know, and to correct the, the, the to stop another to stop another Confederacy from seceding. That's what it's about. So when they talk about insurrection or rebellion, they're talking about the Confederacy. They're not talking about an individual like Trump. This is completely what different. What is the CRT inspired philosophers uh-huh. today try to turn things around by creating new definitions, new words, and new definitions? Or the application of existing and slanting it to a way where it's completely unrecognized. Yeah. And then, they, then the people come along with this section four, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounties da, 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 uh, so in, in suppressing insurrection or rebellion, which was a civil war, shall not be questioned. So the four, section four of the 14th Amendment says that you cannot question the money that the Union borrowed to defeat the Confederacy. But now the left comes along and says, well, this is the validity, the validity of the public debt cannot be questioned. So in other words, the national debt is authorized by, the, by, section, by section four of the 14th Amendment. That's not true. All it said was you couldn't question the debt for the war. But this, this amendment is written so badly. I don't even know how it passed. That's why there needs to be uh, amendments to clarify more amendments. Or just stick with section one and remove section two, three, and four. And five. Uh, five just yes, says, it would, yeah. You would need to amend to a repeal. That's the easy way. That's the easiest way to do it. Yeah, repeal section two, three, and four. Because section one makes perfect sense. 
but the rest of it is a bunch of nonsense, and it's caused more problems. This is why I say I'm an anti-federalist. You know, I, you know, the Constitution, if I had my choice, I would have kept some of what's in the Constitution, but I would have gotten rid of things you know, that uh, are a problem. And this 14th Amendment makes – the first section is incredibly powerful and necessary, but the other sections, 2, 3, and 4, no. All they do is cause confusion because they didn't say Actually, it's the, the 14th, Civil War. Hmm? Yeah, the 14th Amendment got its infancy out of the Dred Scott case, really. Well, they're trying to prevent when Congress said, yeah. When, when Congress, when Judge Taney said that a black man has no rights that a white man is bound to respect. Yeah, that's why the Supreme Court sucks. <laughs> you know, because they made laws, they did ridiculous things. Now, people, I think they, the whole idea of uh, now, which was Dred Scott the two third decision. I get my court cases mixed up sometimes. Or was that a different? Dred one? Scott was when Dred Scott's. Ex- uh, left Illinois and went over to Missouri and declared that he was free. Oh, that's right. And the Supreme Court returned him back to uh, to, a, the, to the slave uh, holder? Allowed the slave holder to have some standing. That happened right. in St. Louis. Interesting. Yeah. So what was, the decision, what was the decision that said that, uh, that uh, black voters were only two-thirds of a person? That was a decision in the Supreme Court um, so that the South wouldn't have more representation. So as soon as the Confederacy was destroyed in the Civil War and every, all the states became you know, back in the Union. Compromise. What was that now? That was a two-thirds, three-fifths compromise. That was a three-fifths compromise. Okay. So, so what they said was that because uh, the North was worried that the South would have more represent, representation in Congress because all of a sudden all the black Former slaves are now citizens and can vote. That's and because so that's not it, fair. it mentions it. See, it don't mention citizens. It mentions persons. Right. In the Constitution. So, that's, so, but the point was that the North was upset that the South had a whole bunch of new persons as opposed to slaves, and so they said, "Well, that's not fair." You know, so they, that's when they came up. With yeah, the, the counting of apportionment for congressional seats. Yes, that's right. What they did. So in other words, it, it took three black people to make two black people because, you know, black folks are only counted as two-thirds of a person in order to better have more equitable, <laughs> you know, representation. Anyway, that was a screwed up thing, too. So we're getting off track a little and bit. And it's been misused uh, because people today, you got blacks that use it today. These, uh, you got to come up with a name for these groups, these activist uh, groups, I guess you can call them. Okay. I want to say that they were talking about biological makeup rather than uh, physical makeup toward apportionment for congressional hmm. seats. Yeah, well, there's, there's a few so things much being... crazy mess going on, man. And see, this is why I always go back to the education, like what you're doing with Brianna. If you yep. don't educate those kids, they'll fall for anything at some point in time in the future. Well, that's why I think that the best thing that we can do for our country is to get rid of government education. I do not believe you can have a free country if the government educates the kids, because the government's going to educate the kids the way the government wants the kids to right. think. So you can't do that. Well, you're you can't right. Have a free country. You got these. You got these organizations. Uh-huh. Uh, these equity, equity in organization, woke organization that. Uh, work their way into the government by way of the CDC recommendations uh-huh. and other agencies, and it's based on the school districts receiving some kind of government funding. And mostly, time it's on uh, uh, free and reduced lunches. 
a parent should go back to making their own lunch for their kids rather than oh, I would end all the school lunch program. program. Yeah, make or if you have a cafeteria, kids got to pay for it. Now lunches were fifty cents when I was in school. So what'd that be today? Forty eight when I was in school. Oh, well, you're older. <laughs> Six checks. Yeah, Eight so I went to. Oh, okay, so I went to. Uh, yeah, well, my school is 50, lunches are fifty cents, so you actually had to pay for it. And then you got your sloppy Joe and your grease and your fries and whatever else they get mm-hmm. for lunch. Your, your bag of chips, very nutritious, right? Um, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but pizza parents was considered respons- a vegetable. Well, the thing: parents are responsible for feeding their kids, not schools and not taxpayers. You know, I mean, it's bad enough taxpayers pay for government education. They shouldn't be paying for the food. And that includes breakfast. And, of course, the argument is, well, those kids, are, they're coming from underprivileged homes. That's, well, then you fix the homes, but you don't make everybody else pay for the kids, you know, to have a breakfast. Because then the parents say, oh, I don't have to cook breakfast. I don't have to make lunch. I barely have to make dinner. You know, we send out for pizza. <laughs> you know, and so you got families. Well, when you, being, homes, mm-hmm. when you say underprivileged homes, then they support. When you say underprivileged homes, then they support programs that produce uh, kids with professions that don't pay much, because they are light, light requirements in order to get a degree in those professions, mm-hmm. like oh, psychology. Yeah. Well, there's there's so many problems, you know, and we we can go back to uh, the Great Society under Johnson. You know, you've got to uh, take all the incentive out of being a single mother. You know, there was a reason that, uh, you know, the old shotgun wedding and being responsible and uh, not having teenagers run off and have sex all the time, uh, you know, having kids. There were reasons that uh, people were much more, first of all, protective of their daughters uh, and that uh, raised their sons differently. The reason was very simple. You didn't want to have a bunch of kids, you know, when you weren't married. (laughs) You know, simple stuff. Um, Like... uh... Unearned income tax credits. I mean, just listen to yourself as you say that. Unearned, I mean, you didn't earn anything, but you get a tax credit. Right. Yeah, I mean, we've got illegal aliens who shouldn't be here anyway, who can't pay taxes, um, getting uh, money, getting refunds, but never paid in. <laughs> you know, I mean, the situation, the, the whole tax credits are child, care tax, or child tax credits, right? So illegal aliens illegally applying for refunds are getting tax credits, you know, sometimes ridiculous amounts of it, uh, and the government gets lets them, lets them get away with it. So, so when we talk about the you know government costing too much and they have to keep borrowing money, if you actually cleaned up the government and accounted and did a, an audit of every uh, organization in the government, you would find so much money wasted and given away um, that uh, that you could you know the government could spend so much less. So the idea of a constitutional amendment, you know, to prevent the government from ever borrowing money again. It's not such a crazy idea because the government spends, well, yeah, I would say, half, half the budget is wasted. Half the budget is criminal. It has its points. Yeah. You know, you talk about illegals. I was at a tire place yesterday, mm-hmm. and it was a young girl, must have been about eight years old, was translating for her mother what the clerk was saying. Hmm. So she's in the country probably illegal. How would probably. you go into a country – and you couldn't take directions from a native of the country, that can be very, very dangerous. How mm. the heck do you drive? Mm-hmm. How do you follow well, uh inf- how you follow information regulation signs on the high- on the road? You recognize the symbols, you memorize the symbols. Like I could drive um you know, in Europe in different languages. I just recognize the, the symbol 
for what it, you know, like Vienna is Vien. Yeah, but regulation signs have descriptions on them. No parking Some, between four and six and stuff like that. Right. They can't read. Right. But the but there's a whole section of international driving, you know, for for driving in motion. Yeah, the parking signs those are written in in the the local language, but uh, the other signs, you know, the stop merge, you know, the all those direction signs, you know, the circle with the line through it, don't do this. Those are all international symbols, and that's specifically because people travel and drive in different countries where they don't speak the language. So that, I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem with people who aren't citizens, you know, living here. <laughs> that's the problem. Um, but that's gonna be a big. That's gonna be a big issue. So so let's 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 play around with this idea a little bit that uh, I might actually be on, on Tucker Carlson one day. <laughs> you, know, you know, on that real quick. Yeah. On that real quick. The the. The thing is, why come black society is not complaining about that more? About, about what? Good question. Well, again, I always logic and reason filter. You know, who's making money and who, who are they working for? You know, it's like they had a meme on, on most of the science stuff coming out. Half of it's wrong. Uh, a scientist said that, I guess the head of Lancet in England. So half the stuff we get, you know, on, from science, from government scientists or scientists in general is wrong. So, so let's, let's go. And I said, okay, well, you got to look at where's the money coming from and who are they working for? So if you're a government climate person, you know, you've been paid by the government, you're working for the government, that's where your money comes from. Uh, and the idea and your job is, and you better say what they say you're supposed to say, or you're going to lose your job. So let's look at uh, why blacks are not complaining about illegal aliens. That to me is very interesting because the job yeah, situation, who, who's gotta, taking the jobs away? If, if, if illegal aliens are taking jobs, who are they taking jobs from? They're going to be taking jobs from the lower rung yeah. qualifier for jobs. That's who they're going to take the jobs from. They're not taking from and the Harvard then, grads or the Yale grads. No, they're not. Including the affirmative action ones. You got the, yeah. Then you got the case where you got so many black males in prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or should they not be rehabilitated for these low rung jobs or whatever they can qualify for, really? But yeah. these activists and these black politicians aren't saying a damn thing. That's interesting. So that means I, that I ultimately yeah. they uh-huh. are benefiting from it. Where's the money coming from? Teachers unions, for one thing. So the teachers unions are giving out money? Well, where, where, where are these people living? Where, so where are all the illegal aliens going? They're not going to Aspen, Colorado. They blend right in. They're not going they to... Bring, uh, you know, uh, Greenwich, Connecticut, you know, they're not going, to, they're going to New York City. But where are they going? They blend in until they open their mouth. <laughs> See, now this is where... Are you in, where, the, uh, you're in line at the Walmart and they're paying with a big bundle of cash because mm-hmm. they don't have credit cards. Yeah. But even debit cards, they don't have a bank account. Yep. And that money's coming directly from the government or from the NGO, like Catholic Charities. So... See, when you this go to Western why, Union, you can use cash. Just you can use cash to transfer. Maybe they should change this so you can only use uh, digital. Wait a minute. You know my bill. I told you about my bill. Driver's license has your citizenship on it, and citizenship is required for about twenty different events. One of them is sending money out of the country. One is receiving money. You know, you know the list, right? To get a job, to get a credit mm-hmm. card, to get a bank account, to open a business. Um, during uh, any kind of health inspection, any kind of license inspection, um, to vote on jury duty, all that kind of stuff. You know, anytime to get a mortgage, 
to uh, buy a car, to rent a car, anytime you want to do anything uh, like that that requires a transaction, uh, you have to prove your citizenship. See, the way to get rid of all these illegals is local law enforcement. Because these people are, are, as you say, they're appearing, they reveal themselves at the local level. So anytime you stop by a cop, you better produce a driver's license that says you're, says U.S. citizen on it or permanent resident or visa, you know, with the expiration date. You know, and that's yeah, the only way to do it. Yeah, they not dressed like they're destitute neither. And the, the cell no, phones no, they, they have money. is modern. There's billions the of dollars. The latest model Samsung's. Yeah. yeah. There's a reason these people are here. And I, I don't quite know all the reasons. The initially, we think just for the hope, but there's another reason. You know, it could be watering down the population so that we, that we can make a peasant class. Uh, it can be as simple as they just want the extra folks. You know, maybe it's for Social Security because the, the rest of the population is aging. There's a lot of reasons. But we don't need this many people. You know, maybe because they want to hurt. They want so many people that, to create the smart city thing everywhere so that nobody has a car. Uh, if they take away cars in the cities, they can take them away anywhere. There's, there's, whatever the reason is, we don't need all these people. In fact, we have too many. We have too many legal immigrants at this point. We could put a, a moratorium on legal immigration for 10 years. Now, the illegals get the population to a manageable 300 million and just kind of try and hold it there. So, in other words, immigration is not only on merit, but whether we have space, <laughs> you know. And uh, 300 million would be a, you know, probably less than that, maybe 250 million. Now, am I talking about depopulating? Well, no, I'm talking about natural right. attrition. Well, you got two, so many things going on. You got a depopulation scheme. You got a scheme mm-hmm. to bring in more people. You got mm-hmm. a, screen, a scheme to change the, the uh, mineral logical thinking of young people if it, mm-hmm. it pertains to the effects. You got all these schemes going on at the same oh, time. Yeah. It's complex. Yeah. Well, it's a weird world. Well, is it? Well, you know, when we talk about the great replacement, you know, the, the real great replacement is replacing Americans with illegals. So the illegals have no concept of freedom. They have no concept of individual rights. They have no concept of anything that this country believes in. And the people who do have that concept, you know, you, me, and, uh, you know, uh, mostly older folks, you know, we're going to be gone. And they figure we'll be gone and, and we can be replaced by an entire population of people that have no idea what it's like to be an American. No knowledge of what it's like to be an American. Yeah, you know, they repeal the Constitution. They would. Sure. You bet they would. And they get away with it. Yeah. So this is why we need to, uh, you know, clean up the country and get back to uh, some basics. But now here's the here's the big if. Now, my goal is to make Action Radio as big and as powerful as possible. And I'm talking worldwide. So that would be, you know, if millions of people, let's just kind of play with an idea. <clears throat> if millions of people learn about us, mil- I mean, tens of millions of people learn about us, right? And millions of people actually start sending in links to bills. You know, let's just pick one, pick the most important one. Constitutional amendment takes away the power of Congress to borrow money. I think that would be amazingly popular in this country. Because why should Congress be able to borrow money in an unlimited way and cause inflation? Once people understand that the government causes inflation, and if you stop them borrowing money, there is no more inflation. There's deflation. Your money gains value. You know, it's like a, it's like a automatic savings. That the, as the value of the money increases, you get more purchasing power and prices drop. Who's going to be against that except the government and the central banks? Nobody. So that could be amazingly popular, but it has to get out there. So let's play around with this for a bit. So say I get Chadwick Moore on the show Thursday. He's going to be on. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about his book. We're going to talk about the things that we're supposed to talk about. But we're also going to talk about possibly having, you know, introducing me to Tucker, having Tucker on our show or me on his show. 
ideally me on his show because he has a lot, he's a lot bigger than we are. And what if we talk about this? What if, what if he writes a bill on the air? Okay, that's never been done before. I was talking about this with Josie earlier. What if he writes a bill on the air? And all of a sudden, millions of people across the country realize that it's that easy, that, all, that if they want to write a bill, we've got the service, we've got the technology, we've got the website, we've got everything people need to be able to write a bill, share it with everybody nationwide, worldwide, and have people copy that link and send it into Congress and media. I mean, I don't think anybody really realizes, you do and other folks, but the, you know, when this thing catches on, and Tucker might do it, and then Joe wrote a few other folks I could be on. But think of the possibilities. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get all choked up when I think of this. <laughs> but think of the possibility. If Tucker writes a bill on the air and runs with it on his show, everything changes, Pianchi. Everything. Politics as we know it, we're in brand new territory. We're in unexplored territory. The deep state's going to be in a total quandary. They won't know what to do. If millions of people start sending bills in to Congress and say, pass this, or I'm not voting for you, not only asking for something to be passed, but having the actual bill on their computer, having read it previously, sending it to Congress, saying, here's the bill, pass this. It's kind of an interesting thought, huh? Yeah, it has its perks. <laughs> it's got more than perks. I think it will change politics uh, as it's being done. And the reason mm-hmm. that I focused the bill several years ago is because I realized that elections were too easy to steal. But how do you steal our bill? Well, let's say shut down my website and do something to me. But short of that. Well, I don't think you know, anybody's stealing your bill. People are thinking alike. Well, no, in other words, if, if, if the government shuts down the website and bans me from, from doing anything like this, I'll just find another way. But the point is that uh, once the bills are out there, once that uh, enough people should have copies of them on their computers so that uh, – you know, I, I, I have extra stuff I print on. All the bills have an extra copy. You know, so they're all, you know, I'm not going to go into the details on the air, but uh, there are ways to, you know, find this stuff. But the thing is, um, once, once these bills are, are able to be shared, millions of people can share them. There's no paper. There's no meetings. There's no assembly. There's no protests. There's no sign carrying. There's nothing like that. It's all done on computer. The entire revolution on computer, peacefully. Gonna be interesting. So uh, I think we're, you know, I'm kind of excited by this interview. Oh, again, nothing may happen. You know, I thought when we had um, uh, doctors Robert Malone and Peter McCullough on the show that they would take our vaccine product liability bill and start talking about them nationally. And they never did. I don't know why. That's the solution to the problem. Doesn't make sense. Well, but that's yeah, where we it are. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So let's see what happens. Obviously, I'll be prepping for it. Um, and that's going to be one of those interviews. It's probably going to be short. It may only have 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So if you get, if you get more time, I'll take callers you know, in the second half hour. But in the first half hour, now I've got to make sure I get, I get the important points in. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's going to be interesting. Plus, I'm curious, too, because Tucker's been always one of my favorites for a long time. You know, so I've, I've watched his show because he's interesting. But here's a question. This is, I was thinking of this question before, too. And if you have any questions that you think I might ask, let me know. But I'm thinking, is if Tucker were alive, say, during – and this is a question I'm going to ask uh, Chadwick. If Tucker were a reporter during Watergate, you know, when, when the reporters were great, the journalists were fabulous. You know, Carl Bernstein, Robert Woodward, Washington Post, investigated the Nixon administration doggedly 
notes everywhere, you know, phone stuff, no computer. They didn't have computers then. They had to do it all the old fashioned way. Sources, deep throat, things like that. Real reporting. If Tucker were reporting then, he'd be just another reporter. Maybe a good one. I'm sure he'd have a show. But they have a lot of competition. See, today, he's got no competition because there aren't any real reporters out there. So I'm wondering how much of Tucker's uh, power comes from the fact that he's the only one that's actually acting like a journalist. In these times, when everybody else is uh, part of the fascist cabal of the government, uh, Democrat Party, uh, globalist industrial complex. I'm curious about that. What do you think? Well, pull it off, it'll be good. No, not getting you on the show. What do you think of, uh, of, uh, you know, Tucker being in these times? Is a lot of what he's able to do, because he's the only one doing it, that the real journalists are gone? Except for One American News and Newsmax. You've got some good folks there, too. But in terms of real national journalists, they don't have them. I think you need a few of them. You got the Facebook that took a, is taking a lot of the, the shine off of your Walter Cronkite and Chet Huntley and of the old days. David Brinkley, yeah. yeah. The Huntley-Brinkley Report. So John Chancellor, um, who else was way back uh, in, you know, do you remember, remember 60 Minutes when it first started? Yeah. And they had good, you know, Morley Safer, Harry Reasoner, Mike Wallace, not Chris Wallace, the idiot, the idiot son, but Mike Wallace, the father. Those were real journalists. Mm-hmm. I mean, they asked real questions. And a lot of those guys, if you look at even, um, uh, what's his name, Rooney? What was his first name? Andy Rooney. Andy. Andy Rooney was, these were war correspondents in Vietnam. Morley Safer, Harry Reasoner, um, Andy Rooney were war correspondents. They were in combat in Vietnam. These were not, you know, desk reporters. These were in the field with the bullets flying, reporting on Vietnam. So after that, you know, there's not much to be afraid of, right? So these were real reporters. Would Tucker Carlson have done that? I think he would. But what I'm saying is, well, I don't know. those reporters, those reporters that reported from combat, those reporters that asked real questions, those reporters, you know, Bernstein and Woodward that went after Nixon, real reporters, we don't have those anymore or not as much. Well, they're out there, but they're different. Uh, well, I shouldn't really say that because I don't, I don't know. Some of the other networks like Newsmax and One American News has some pretty good reporters. But you don't have the, the, the big national shows. You don't have you don't have the CBS NBC, ABC with a reporter that cut their teeth, you know, doing like Vietnam combat and working their way up from there. Now they're all pretty boys. And the local reporters are worthless. You know, they're just repeating their their what's in their brain chip. It's curious. I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna ask Shabak more about that. That uh did, have the Times made Tucker or would he have been just as uh, innovative and resourceful in a time when there's a, when there are a lot more genuine investigative reporters out there. I don't know. I, just, I think it's an interesting question. Got you thinking. <laughs> That's good. I only have about 15 minutes left here, um, and so uh, I don't I don't really have much else. Um, what got any ideas for what do you think we should do for the coming mandates? I've got some ideas. 
Well, you know, some states have uh, passed legislation against those mandates. Okay. Well, that's good. So how tough do you think the American people are going to be this time around? We know it's to steal the election. We know it's to ballot harvest and have vote by mail. We know it's to yeah. – this is part of the steal for 2024. We know that. Why? Because it's starting right after Labor Day, which is right when the, the election season starts. So they're not, they're not hiding anything. So we know that. So given that we know this is about stealing the election, what kind of resistance is it going to be? Well, so we, people, yeah, go ahead. people need to be more inclusive in volunteering at the polls, those who, uh, those who have concerns about the transparency. And once again, there needs to be separate ballots. There needs to be separate ballots for federal and the separate ballot uh, for for state and local because you got so many illegals. No, I agree. Um, but, you know, we've, we've, we've talked about this before, that um, we, you know, illegal aliens cannot vote, and yet they are voting. And the reason they can't vote is because they can't well, vote here. They can't they do anything. Can vote state what the question is. They shouldn't be voting. They can vote state and local. They shouldn't be voting federal. No, they can't. They can't be here. If you can't be in a place, how can you vote in the place? You have no standing. You have no stake. You're not here. Legally, they're not here. Legally, they have no status here. They're illegally in the country. They have no status. None. They're non-persons in this country. Well, let's say this: non-citizens can't vote. Right. If they may be here on a visa, well, they should be well, that's voting different. because well, they aren't they U.S. citizens, but they can't vote. That's, no, illegal aliens cannot vote because they can't be here. I mean, that's the argument. That's the end, but that's the end if of the they argument. Hear, if, if a person is here on a visa but and they got illegal. an address. Right. Yeah, but they're not citizens. Oh, no, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about people here on a visa. They can't vote either. In fact, permanent residents can't vote. The only people that can vote are American citizens over 18. Well, that's it. A person here, a person here in a, with on a visa can go into and do go into your voting booth and vote because they're persons. Yeah, but it's not legal. They can vote state and local. They're doing it in no, New York. But it's not legal. People on visas are not citizens of the United States. They can't vote. <laughs> they, they, you know, besides visa, visa people are only here for temporary. Well, the anyway. court they're only here they, for like six the months. Court said, the court said that they persons, as the Constitution talks about. Oh, let's talk three. about that. Let's settle this once and for all. Yes, they are persons, but are they part of the Constitution? The answer is no. Very first sentence of the Constitution. Well, they are persons that can be just like okay, the slaves persons, of the three-fifth compromise. Uh, but are they persons under the jurisdiction of the Constitution? The answer is no. Constitution of the United States of America, the very first sentence, we the people of the United States. Well, the only people of the United States are citizens. So when it says we the people, if it says the people, any place in the Constitution, it means citizens of the United States. It does not mean persons well, no, in general. So where does, it, where does it say that it means that you're a citizen. It just say people of the United States. Well, uh, what are people of the United States then, if not citizens? You got people that's in the United States. That's people in the United States. That's not people of the United States. The only people who are of the United States are citizens. The people who are in the United States 
can be illegals. They can be immigrants. They can be visa holders. They can be tourists. They can be all kinds of people. Oh, and they can but be they're not of the United States. The only people who are of the United States are citizens. People in the United States. Or they could be, or they could be slaves. That's what the, that's what Tanny wrote. He said that a black man has no rights that a white man is bound to uphold. Yeah. Now you know what I think of judges. Okay. So judges don't make law. Judges don't make policy. Judges don't make regulation. The only thing judges do is make sure that the cases are tried properly. That's the only thing judges do. So anything a judge states in terms of policy is subject to. Uh, um, revocation simply because I think they're full of it, <laughs> you know. So the the opinion of a judge means nothing to me, especially if they're making policy, which they can't do, or regulations or law. They can't make law. So if you got a you if you that? got a city that's got uh-huh. if you got a city that's got thirty thousand people in it, and of them right. twenty nine thousand are ill are non citizens, whether that city that area get a congressional district. I think what's what's the congressional district? Seven hundred fifty thousand. Well, in the beginning it was thirty thousand. So okay, so let's say thirty thousand. So district is thirty thousand number, people, right? And they have twenty nine thousand citizens and a thousand illegals. No, no, twenty nine thousand. That's not citizens. Would they get a Would they get a district? No, of course not, because those people don't count. But they, in do. terms of congressional representation, because they're not citizens. They do get a they do get a district. No, well, that's illegal. See, the, the biggest problem we have is that the, the compliance with the Constitution is so low at this point. Here's something you might find interesting. Did you ever see my? Did you see now, my column? I, I agree with you. It should be. I should. I agree with you. It shouldn't be. Yeah. But see, you argue is. what is and say that, but it, but when you argue for what is, the impression is that it should stay. And I don't mind you arguing what is, as long as you say that's illegal and it has to be done away with. Because now, now we're talking. Now we're on the same uh, page here. Did you ever see my? Uh, did you see my my article in uh, Substack yesterday? This will be good for the last ten minutes. This will be fun. It says I pledge that the no, GOP man. shall not get my vote until dot dot dot. Let me know what you think of these. It's a short article. So I wrote this yesterday. I actually started this Facebook post, and I thought, you know, this is good. I might just make this an article. So I did. I pledge that the GOP shall not get my vote until. And then I start off, if the GOP wants my vote in 2024, not Trump, as I'm voting for him anyway, uh, but the rest of the GOP, if they want my vote, I pledge that the following are required. Please share, take the pledge, and ask, uh, oh, I should say ask others to take the pledge. I've got to fix that. All right. First one, immediately start a House Select Committee hearing on the stolen 2020 election. No Democrats, just like the January 6th, their January 6th show. Sound good? House Select Committee on the stolen election. Sound good? So far. All right, here's the second point. Close the D.C. Gulag prison. Release all J6 prisoners. Delete the prison from any future funding. That's condition two. I shall continue. Third one. The Republican Party has to give reparations. Oh, wait, for, for what? Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's going to be well, – the lawsuits can take – I've got that coming up in a little bit. Next condition, the Republican Party has to pay all of Trump's legal fees and compliance fees, including his airplane for court appearances, payback for helping the Democrats steal the 2020 election. How's that sound? You thinking? Yeah, I'll do it. All right. Next one, stop funding for any department, agency, or person that deals with education, diversity, equity, 
inclusion, critical race or other race theory, green energy, climate change, any restrictions on consumer products such as gas cars, stoves, and light bulbs, aiding illegal aliens, including NGOs, Ukraine, vaccines, guns, the DOJ, the White House staff, and any salary for anyone at any policymaking level. This is to shut down the illegal government. I love that condition. Now, do I expect them to meet these conditions? No. I'm just outlining what they could do, and I'll explain that in a little bit. Next condition, pass legislation mm-hmm. to, here we go, pass legislation to repeal the bogus Supreme Court decisions that involved the creation of policy, regulation, or law. And then I said, I'm happy to point out a few examples. So that's because people thinking that Congress can repeal Supreme Court decisions, which they can. Next one, pass legislation that no regulation becomes law without a vote of Congress and signature yeah, by the president. Yeah, but why would you have to... Co- why would you have to appeal a decision? A decision is not a law. It's just an opinion. Right. Still want to repeal them because people treat them like law. See, the argument starts at the lowest court. Mm-hmm. And if the people involved in the argument don't agree with the decision that they ask someone to arbitrate on, then it just they say, well, let's try this court. Then let's try this court. Then finally they work their way up to the top court. Well, it's still a decision or an argument. It's not a law. It's just like the 1965, uh, it's like a consent decree. It's not yep. a law. You don't have to agree to it. Or you can do, you can agree to it initially and say, well, I'm leaving this. Mm-hmm. It's just yep. like the 1965 Voters' Rights Act. Uh, states voluntarily involve themselves in that. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. In fact, I'll, I'll have to change this to opinions instead of decisions. But, yeah, that's the basic point, that uh, anytime the Supreme Court has engaged in uh, uh, regulation, policy, or law, that that, uh, that opinion has to be repealed. It's like, no, you can't do that. So the, the needs to be – basically what I'm doing is imposing checks and balance. The same check that the Supreme Court has on legislation, in other words, to use the Constitution to uh, uh, say that a law might be unconstitutional and, and award whatever to the plaintiffs, um, that the Congress has exactly the same power to over to uh, you know vote and repeal a Supreme Court opinion. Oh, well, would that be interesting? People are under the ridiculous impression that in order for Congress to change the Supreme Court opinion, they have to pass a constitutional amendment. That's insanity. No, <laughs> but that's what people believe. No, I've listen. I've heard it. Lindsey uh, Senator Lindsey Graham said it. Uh, I heard Matt Gates say it. I've heard people that I thought knew better. Say that uh, it's uh, someone else on the news said it the other day. Well, it takes a constitutional amendment to change the Supreme Court opinion. So you mean to tell me that five people on the Supreme Court, by simple voice vote, you know, or a, a written vote, can overrule two thirds of the Congress and three quarters of the states? I don't think so. That's Who's not how our that? government works. Oh, lots of people say it. Lots, I've even got it on video. There's seen my video on. Well, that uh, gets back to the point where people need to pass a test. The whole of government office. Yeah. Well, we're talking senators and, and members of Congress that think that uh, they can't overrule the Supreme Court, that they have to pass a constitutional amendment to change the Supreme Court opinion. That's insanity. Here's another one. Pass the legislation. You know why they do that, don't you? Uh, go ahead. Because the Supreme Court decisions is the second constitution. Not really. Not legally. They, they may think I that. Legally, no, but... It, but they use it that way. Oh, I know. Yeah, I even had uh, Mark Meckler, the Convention of States guy, come on the show. And he said, well, you know that Constitution, that pocket one? That's not the Constitution. The real Constitution is 2,000 pages of Supreme Court 
you know, uh, decisions. And, of course, I'm going to get them back on the show. And I say, well, uh, really now, since the Supreme Court opinions are subordinate to the Constitution, which is the supreme law of the land, how can it be that the Supreme Court opinions are equal to something they are subordinate to? Oh, that's going to be an interesting chat. I don't do a convention of states yet. We've only got five. Well, he was saying it. He, he, well, he was saying it to be facetious. What's the word? No, he wasn't. No, he was serious. It wasn't facetious. Well, no, he's not serious. I listen to him all the time. Listen to him all the time. As a matter of fact, there's two books. One, the Constitution, and they got Constitution Two, which is basically a bunch of Supreme Court decisions. But that's not, that's not constitutional at all. That's nothing to do with the Constitution. The Constitution is the Constitution. Yeah, but what he's trying to say is that the country is being used, is being run by decisions rather than the original Constitution, which merely should be be read, not debated. But we should call it the illegal Constitution, not Constitution 2. Well, that's up to the person that write the book. Well, that's true. Okay, the the person who wrote the book was wrong. Yeah. We've got five minutes to four minutes. I want to go through a few more of these here. Pass a legislation that no regulation becomes law without a vote of Congress and signature by the president. That's a good one. Here's another one. Outlying any, yeah, outlying any continuing resolutions in Congress. No money can be spent except through the normal appropriations process. That's a good one. Well, these are all good, actually. Pass legislation revoking the power of Congress to borrow money. We have a constitutional amendment which does that. Now, do I expect Congress to do that? Before the election? No. But I want to get in people's minds that something like that is possible. Here's another one. This is one you're going to like. State Republican attorney generals have to start indicting Democrats and keep indicting and prosecuting until the DOJ stops prosecuting Trump, any Trump administration personnel, any conservative or patriot exercising their rights, and releases all the J6 political prisoners dropping all charges. Then through constituent services, that's of the Congress, begins the civil suits against all parties involved in their imprisonment. So there's your reparations. Told you we'd get to it. Here's another one. GOP states have closed all federal offices of the Brandon Insurrection Occupation Government and remove all Brandon personnel from their state. Wouldn't that be interesting? One more. Two more. The battleground states with two slates of electors have to revoke their Brandon electors and certify their Trump electors. And the last one, Immediately passed legislation banning any declaration of emergency by Brandon for anything related to COVID and climate change and any usurped powers allegedly deriving from such declarations. What do you think? Good. Let's roll with it. I'm getting ready to get out of here. (laughs) Okay. Well, it's already my Substack, gregpenglis.substack.com. That's where you find it. All right. Let's get out of here. Okay. Marco's gone. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Bianchi. He's gone. <laughs> I heard the click. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I actually heard it this time. You know, hopefully I'm still in the air. You never know. This has been fun. <laughs> this is, you know, it turned out to be a, a lot better than I thought. This is my 60 second warning. So I'm just going to, I played everything. The only thing left to do is just play our final music. But tomorrow, tomorrow's Wednesdays are busy around here. Um, we've got, uh, um, who have we got? We've got uh, Bill Fecky starts the show. We've got Wendy Arthur with the Oh My God Report. We've got Bonnie Nesbitt uh, with her report. I got to fix her theme. I'll do that today. Uh, And then Bianca Von Krieg is coming back with the the progressive report from the West Coast in the third hour. So it's it's reporters all day. So tomorrow is going to be a whole lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Uh, Let me just play uh, the contact information one more time and then our final closing music. And that'll be it for today. And we'll see you all tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Central Time when we will do it all again.
Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.